Hey, it's Ricky Carmichael, and you're watching the Moto X-Pod Show. Hey, I'm Tim Ferry, and you're listening to the Moto X-Pod Show. Best thing uh, that happened to radio since Pulp Max. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Well, we're back, only four minutes late. We'll talk about who we're going to blame for that in just a few minutes, but first... This is episode 243. I'm your host, Darkside. The Moto X Pod Show tonight is brought to you, as it always is, by our title sponsor, A Cherubies USA, which for decades has been the leader in moto plastic and accessory, the products that fit perfect, look great, and last. A Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chin guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit acherubiesusa.com today and support our title sponsor. And also, guys, go to Race Tech. Get your oil changed, get your fluids fixed, uh, you know, re- revive it, hit up Racetech, hit your local dealership up, your local service center up. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engines and uh, engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. You guys uh, see my Instagram or my Twitter or my Facebook? You probably saw that YZ250 at blazing speed, ripping around that track, and the PDR race tech suspension soaked it all up, TJ. It was awesome. Good stuff. It soaked up really well when you're casing through that rhythm section. Did I do it on the two-stroke? Two no, I did it on your one. bike. Oh, yeah, you just tried it. Yeah, I didn't do it on mine. Mm-hmm. That's why I soaked it up so good. Yeah, with your bar, with your... One foot, eight, six inch wide bars. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, okay, nothing. Fly Racing's on board. X brand goggles. Works Connection. Promo code Moto X Pod twenty. If you want to go get a uh, engraved master cylinder cover or a pro launch start device, elite clutch perch, or an hour meter, use that promo code Moto X Pod twenty. Also, Torque One Racing. Our jerky, guys. I've heard you guys have been using the code. People have been ordering some jerky for snacks. Moto X Pod twenty one to save. Get you some. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, as well as Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Kirk hit me up today about painting a helmet for me. He wants to paint me a helmet for the Vet Worlds. Might have to let him do that. Blood Lubricants, promo code MOTOX to save, so you can keep your bike running fresh. I was running the two-stroke blood blood lubricant oil in my two-stroke this weekend. Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports. I'm not sure if it's on camera right now, but Derek, Derek Kelly's company, True Fusion, this stuff has been helping me out in my... Recovery as I am now an official athlete with all my training I'm doing. And grill your ass off. Promo code MOTOXPOD for the best seasoning on the market. Tonight, again, episode 243, we've got Team USA and Star Race, Star Yamaha Racing's Justin Cooper. Factory Husky Malcolm Stewart. First time Malcolm has ever been on this show. It's going to be good. 
I'm excited about that. He's a first-timer. We've been trying to get him on for years, TJ. You're looking at me like you didn't realize that. He has never been on the show. Hmm. So Jordan Troxel, Ken Roxon's mechanic, he's going to jump on. Another first. True. Very true. Derek Rankin's going to come on. Jericho, he is wrenching for Freddie Norn at the BBMX team. He's going to come on. He says he has an announcement he wants to make. And we're going to do a check-in. We haven't done it in a while with Derek Kelly. And I have some beef with Derek Kelly. Oh, that'll so be Derek, interesting. if you're watching now, if you're listening now, which I doubt you are, we got an issue. We're going to talk about it. We, we might have to cut the check-in, the DK check-in, but we'll get to it. Ooh. TJ, you're back. I, I am. I don't know how it happened. We uh, usually try to schedule off weeks when you're in town. Exactly. The, the last few <laughs> months, every time I've been home, it's been like, well, I'm not doing a show. Yeah, uh, I've been busy, dude. Well, I mean, you're putting things off. And dropping the ball on the show just shows why we were late. You're the host of the show, so you're probably going to be the first one going, it was y'all's fault. <laughs> host of the show. It was y'all's fault. But not that we were actually behind because you didn't have your part done. Just saying. He wasn't, if he had gotten here. Oh, was, see, listen, look, I listen, told you, Scotty, he's going to try to blame you. Scotty, he's, if Scotty had gotten here, his job is to get, is technically to get all the camera work with the cameras. Mm-hmm. I usually have it ready mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to do anything. As you said, training wheels. Yes. I didn't do it this week. So he when he came in, he says, oh, it's not on. Let me get the description going. Oh, I don't have the thumbnail yet. He could have done that a half hour ago. But did you, Is this did a did bad time me? to tell you that the first 45 seconds didn't have sound? Why? Um, What'd you do wrong? Because I didn't turn Because you didn't turn the fucking... Yeah. God, he's learning. Okay. You're hard well, on him for no reason. Like just the music or once I started talking? Like maybe the first twenty seconds of you talking. Okay, so it's really just YouTube though, because it's yeah, we have yeah, it. So yeah. all right, no big deal, no big deal. I mean, I'm come to expect it from wow, amateur guys. Over here. I mean, oh. geez, I, I, I feel for, I feel what Steve Mathis is dealing with with marks and tits and talent. Really, you're gonna throw marks <laughs> under that? I, I hope he somehow hears this. <laughs> I, I, I may actually clip that and send it to him in a text just so he knows how bad you're throwing him under the bus. Oh, Nick from Moto Limited just sent me a a comment. About our first guest, Justin Cooper. Yeah. Not going to repeat it, but we know Nick is a Christian Craig Uh-oh. ball hugger. So oh, we can yeah, only, that's true. That's true. We can true. only imagine what my boy Nick said. Nick, I'm not going to repeat it because it's, it'd be all bad. Anyway, yeah. you're in. Yeah, we're glad you're in because there will not be a Moto X Pod show for the next two weeks. Yeah. Next week, I'm driving to California. The week after, I'm driving back from California. Going out to California way. California. Going to go out. No ride, doubt about it. Ride with Kiefer Thursday, press Friday, race Saturday. Uh, where are you racing Saturday? Uh, where am I racing? I'm probably going to go watch the Pro National at Paula Saturday. Oh, That's the race. oh I think you said, okay, okay. I thought, yep, yeah, yep, never mind. Yep. They have amateur racing at those. And they, then, they you, know, you know, I'm going to be starting my professional golf career. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you know how I feel about golf. Love it. So, Scotty's giving you pointers. I wouldn't listen to Scotty on anything. But anyway, look how play, he dresses. You know he plays gonna, golf. Oh, that's actually a question I need to ask Paul P. If I have to get like a collared shirt, you will. Because I don't own a collared shirt. But oh, Darth of, Woods over here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so if you're on YouTube, you know I've got my my driver here. I've been practicing, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. can't wait. Anyway. Yeah, so knocking golf balls into the woods is <laughs> what you consider practice. How many? Uh, you should probably take like two dozen with you at least. Oh, I think I did like six balls and a pocket ball. No, I'm saying because you're going to lose. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That actually, that bag is full of golf balls, and I got that whole bag of 48. That should be. I think that's enough to get me through. Dude, you'd be surprised. 
You'd be surprised, man. We'll take the bag of 48 and I've be seen like, people, uh, I need more balls. Yeah. I've seen people go through a dozen in a solid like four holes. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Regardless, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. But yeah, no show the next couple of weeks. I may record some stuff and get it posted, but it won't be a live show like this. So is what it is. TJ, glad you're in. Scotty, what's up? What's going on? Oh, you just, know, just doing just, a show. We got a long one tonight. Yeah, I'm over here just ruining it. I'm I'm sorry. If it's two weeks, yeah, I should I'm, I should be back in studio when we come back after that whole two weeks off. That so, so maybe it'll be three weeks. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll be back. It's good to have you in. Great race this weekend. Yes, it was. What you What were your overall thoughts on Bud's Creek, TJ, and and then we got obviously we need to talk about James Stewart in the booth. I, that that was my overall. Honestly, that was a highlight to me. I know that he, this man right here, Scotty, Scotty. I didn't yeah. say I didn't like. Not it. everybody's watching, so you can't just say he. That's true. Yeah, Scotty is not um like wasn't the biggest fan. I, that is not what I said. Uh, of Stewart. Hey, that is Scotty not what I said. And I are on the exact same page, almost verbatim. I liked, I liked Stu in the booth. There was just a couple of verbiage things just that just talking like, that, is what you didn't like. That's not what I said. You're, Look, you're, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the nicknames or whatever. Like that, I guess, come from his show, Nick Burn, over and over and over. Because I, th- I just felt like he was wearing things out. I think the it was like a cake, the the coffee guy, the coffee man. I think it seems to the reason why I think I liked it because I I don't listen to a show every week but I yeah. do every every few weeks listen to it and it was almost like you were part of an inside joke. I, I heard other people say that and I get that because people that maybe don't listen to Pulp or when they they're yeah. like I don't get it or sing with Howard Stern you start to learn those things and I so I get that and that's that's fair and and so I think and may, I could be completely wrong but from listening to his show a lot of that neck burn and all those kind of things. He he does it in a jovial fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think it's the same way he did it on TV, and I just thought it was cool. I, he was definitely having a good time. Like I'm not saying he was bad. I'm not saying I couldn't stand it. I just yeah. I, there were certain things he said that well, I was like, okay, and, and yeah. a few words that maybe not weren't enunciated. You were, you were frustrated. Yeah. He 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 is frustrated a frustrating amount of times. It <laughs> <laughs> said it. He was, didn't quite say it as frustrated. I, I will say his... <laughs> his was just getting, I, I don't know. I was driving me crazy. But look, I thought his, like his, his, breaking, his breakdowns, his yes. analysis was really good. Maybe that's why was, I liked it. It was very like blunt and direct. Yeah, like it was, I, I, he didn't sugarcoat like, anything. And that was a. cool. Like, yeah, yeah I am too. TJ is trying to put words in my mouth saying that I didn't like it at all. But that was just... I just had a... You know, yeah. we, we, like we said, we agree. For once, uh, it's weird. for once, I me like and Darkside agree. My opinion. That's yeah. what happens. TJ comes in the studio, and me and Darkside yeah. start agreeing on everything. I'm about to say because they, you have a choice of agreeing with me or him. <laughs> what about the two points? Lead, the two leaders, Chase and Eli. The, one point difference now. Like that second moto blew my mind. After the first moto, I was like, "Well, well, there goes our cool." title yeah. fight like oh that's over like tell max gonna have a cushion and it's gonna be like it's almost it's gonna be kind of boring like, on the wrist like the i, I don't want to say the ama but just whoever let's call let's say it. whoever whoever's creating the story of the race went in and go listen guys we gotta we gotta yeah. create some drama okay so eli first moto i need you yeah i need you to just walk away and chase why don't you fall down three or four times? Like, Eli like pro wrestling. Eli, you know? because that'll be the Vince most. Vince McMahon was in there. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, need, I need you to, you know, take a dive here, Chase. And, you know, but it's, it's a work, though. It's not, re- it's not real. It's a work. Because that moto was so, 
like there was a, such an opportunity for a huge point swing. Yeah. If it comes close at Paula, he'll regret that ride. He will look back at that ride and say, Eli, Eli will oh, look yeah. back at that ride and say, that cost me. Like that was the, if he loses the t- championship, because you know what I mean? Like the next two rides. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, Paula's going to be a tough for him to beat um, Chase. Chase. And so Iron Man this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I think Eli wins the championship. I'm going Eli. I, I, no, sorry. What did I just say? Eli? Yeah. No, Chase. Chase wins the championship. You think Chase wins mm-hmm. it? Mm. Yep. I think Chase wins it. Well, we know we we know that you're not going to be right. So that means Eli will win it because like you re- remember you picked Dylan. I mean, I'm still picking Dylan. <laughs> I mean, Dylan's my first pick, but yeah. I, I um Dylan would have won if Barsha hadn't taken him out. Y'all are y'all are old. Y'all know more this more than I I will. When's the when's the last time that the championship was this close? Is like has it ever been this close at this point? Last year, I'm just like focusing on the fact that he's worried about age again. You guys are old. How old are you? I did not ask how old you were. I just said you were old. Uh, not that old. Um, yeah, I don't know that it's ever been this close. Like, it's, That's what I'm I can't saying. remember a time it's been this close this late with three, two to go, like one point. Oh yeah, I yeah, it was two points, right? I think it's one. Oh, is it one? I thought it was two points. Might be two, but it's I, a two point swing. Two, yeah, yeah, I think it's one point. Yeah, difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. So you think Eli wins the championship, clearly? Absolutely. Okay. Scotty? Man, what? it's it's a coin toss. I, I I think that Eli probably can is more likely to pull it off, but I can totally see Chase doing it too. Who do you think right now is a men- mentally better place, though? Because Eli seemed very frustrated. He seemed angry. Like, it bothered him that he rode like that. And Chase is on a high right now, even with Chase having a bad moto. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he... He still wasn't that far off. Like, he crashed like 75 yeah, times Yeah, he in the tried to throw it away, though. And I still mean, was there, I think. And then he knows he's going into Paula in two weeks where he's been pretty dominant. Like, I think he mentally, he has the edge right now. I think Eli is like... You know, he's like, I got to get better. I got to do better. I got to fix these things. That's what you're Eli is so mentally tough, though. I don't think he can ever have a mental edge on him. He's broken, but I think he's frustrated, and that's not yeah. good at this point. When you know, like, you need to be. I think he just frustrated. I think I think he just like if we're playing the a game of chess, I think he just played the wrong set of moves in that second moto. I think he was had the cushion of ten points, was trying to play it smart and safe, and he just ended up not having enough time to get around everybody. And I think it was just a miscalculation, and I, I think it doesn't really affect his mental too much, honestly. Okay. I think you're wrong. Yeah, and him being upset, being like <laughs> pissed off Eli, I think actually makes him stronger. You know what I'm talking about? Why is he laughing? Because you were like, hey, okay, he's hey, wrong. Here, what's, what's your opinion? All right, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I just said I don't agree. Yeah. But anyways, I think that him getting upset is, um, what's it called? Like, I don't like, know. Like that, that's going to focus him. Frustrated? Yeah. No, I think it's going to focus. I think it's going to focus him. I don't think, I don't think that Chase has, like the whole season. I don't think Chase was there challenging the whole time. I think at the beginning of the season, Chase was getting his wheels underneath him. He's in the class. He's starting to get his confidence, and then now he has the confidence. But I, yeah, I just think Eli's got. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm tired. Always am. Uh, before we move on, we're going to give away a set of Fly Kinetic Mesh gear this week. Haven't really decided how we're going to do it. We need to do a social media post, probably. Get somebody to do some posts. Let's, as our listenership grows, let's do something with that again. We haven't done that in a while, so. Listenership? Yeah, our listenership, our viewership, the, the listeners are growing. 
let's let's make a social media post and you guys tag the Moto X Pod show in something with your riding or bike, you know, motorcycle, your whether it be your motorcycle in the garage or you riding, tag a picture of yourself and just tag the Moto X Pod show yep. and fly racing in a post. Make sure you tag the Moto X Pod show. I'll try to keep up with it because Scotty's not doing his job. And Jesus. we will pick a winner when we come back, which, like I said, will be about three full weeks from now. Yeah. We'll pick a winner. But, yeah, just we want, we want to get more people involved and understand what the Moto X Pod show is. So make some posts to promote the show. Tag us. And we'll pick a winner for a set of fly kinetic mesh in that's three a, weeks. That's a really good prize for just tagging somebody in a photo. Yeah, I'm going to tag the shit out of our show. Yeah. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I eligible? You're not. Oh. I am, though. <laughs> is Doc eligible win. to win? You're so going to win your own here? contest? I, yeah, I mean, it's just the luck of the draw, Scotty. Okay. I mean, if I win, I win. It's not. I'll go, I'll go tag a picture of the carcass of my bike. Oh. Yeah, you need some parts. Jesse, we got to get Scotty some parts. He's going to reach out to you again. Jesse Williams, Williams Motor Works. Hey, that was funny. His his picture thing was up on the ad roll, right, as you said that. Yeah. Look at that. That's yeah. so funny. That's, That's a not funny, ha-ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, funny, like, coincidence. You're a dick. Hey, what's your Yeah, did you, did you know? So he's like, hey, Scotty, what's your opinion? And he's like, screw that. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you went, your opinion, and he's like, I'm tired and bored. <laughs> Exactly. Like, what the hell, man? Like now, and then, this, and then in thirty job, minutes, this yeah. new vital job is uh, he's becoming exhausting. He's and becoming then, like a like a vitard leader. Yeah, and then in like five minutes, he'll be like, "You guys didn't do your job well enough. What the hell? We all need to step it up." Like I'm you know, telling you, hey, man. You know what? Do we have? Okay, I have a set of fly racing socks here. The first person that can go to the Moto Xpod Show Instagram and tell me how many posts have been made on the Moto X-Pod show since the last show. I can do it right can now. Can of fly socks. I guess it's going to be YouTube. YouTube. So if you want, go look at the Moto X-Pod I'm show. I'm going to say Because what we're supposed to do is actually two, oh, Don't say anything. Don't two guess. per day. Yeah. So you guys let me know how many are on there. I, well, I'm not going to say anything. No, go ahead. Let's get it on. Let's All right, it. we're moving on. Okay. Uh, anyway. Show 243, Justin Cooper tonight, Malcolm Stewart, Jordan Troxel, Derek Rankin, Derek Kelly. Big, big show. Anything else going on? You got, oh, we, we rode last weekend, TJ. Yeah. Uh, was it? Oh, yeah, was yeah. it? Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday before the race. Yeah. Vet World's training for me. Yeah. How'd I look? You looked really good, actually, um, especially when you were wearing the white gear. But um, Wait, he rode, he, he wore two sets of gear in yeah. one pra- morning practice session? No, no. Doc, Doc jumped got on, on, my his, bike. Oh, okay. on his bike, dude. The two-stroke with somebody who can like hold, like, like. Okay, Steve's got this the backyard track that is one of those backyard tracks that you just almost six feet under MX. Is that what he calls it? Yeah, because that that house that he lives at, the property was his dad's, uh-huh. and his dad was like, "You're not building a track here until I'm six feet under." So oh. when his dad passed away, and Steve took that's kind of hardcore. That's what I love it. <laughs> well, it's so, a joke with with, four, yeah. with his dad. So, but anyways, it's. He's got this gap to gap double that I didn't hit all day long, and it's not big. Gap, huh? gap to gap double? What does that mean? Isn't every double a gap to? That'd a, make it no, a triple, like, right? I guess, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Like it's like a huge gap. Like I mean, like there's some doubles have like a like like a transition in it. This is like a okay peak to peak double. Like okay, you can't come up short on this thing. Let's say gap to gap right. double. That's a triple. <laughs> Fair enough, but you you know you don't. There's no coming up short on this and, and like, riding away from it, right? right. Would you I agree? Mean, well, unless you're really, really talented and you can just pin it. And, well, anyways, like, Doc yeah, is if in the I case it, I'm, I'm going back to the hospital. He would land on that, and it's into this left-handed sweeper and just 
on the throttle on that two show, and it's just 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 oh, it sounded so good. It didn't. It sounded exactly like when I was riding it. <laughs> it sounded so good. No, TJ, TJ, we running a pace that you expect him to jump certain jumps like that, and you'll be behind him screwing around, and then he'll just slam on the brakes, <laughs> and you're just jumping off, bailing off the track to not to not crash into him. Look ahead. Yeah. What? When? You've done that to me before. Oh, I don't know. Oh no, but it, I, I'm feeling better every time I get on the bike. Which obviously that makes sense, right? I guess yeah. I should, but it's the best I've felt in a long time. I was going to ask you, is, is this like the best you've rode in a while? I would say it's the best I've rode in 10 years, probably. Yeah. yeah. Close to it. Yeah, because I, I haven't rode that much in the last 10 years. So I'm riding more, and of course I'm cycling or pedaling, as they call yeah. it. I still feel weird saying I'm going pedaling. Been yeah, riding my bicycles. Bicycle. Yeah, go right yeah bicycle. so I, I definitely feel in better shape, and I'm not getting tired. Like The first time we went out at Steve's house was when my my – uh, my watch said, or my yeah, my watch said thirty five minutes. But I turned it on as I was getting yeah the bike ready. So probably rode twenty seven to thirty minutes the first time. Yeah, which isn't bad. And then the week before when I went out there, I did a thirty and I did a twenty, and I really wasn't tired. Yeah. So I do think at the very least, I'm not saying like anybody that listens to us probably listens to Paul. We already say that right, so if they know I'm stirring the pot with Steve a little bit. I'm not going out there going, oh, I'm going to kick his butt. Yeah. Like, I, he may very well beat me. Yeah. But I do know, like, my goal is to not get tired in the moto, in the five laps. Well, if you just keep riding at the at the middle-of-the-road pace that you ride at, you won't get tired. But if you – the idea is to get tired, to push yourself, and that's what you're that, – that's the next step you're going to take. But, I mean, during the race, I yeah. don't want to get arm pump. I don't want to get tired like I used to, and I haven't been doing lately. So, hopefully – What's You're the deal? moving up a class too, though, right? Mm, yeah, unfortunately, have to. To what? To the B. Oh my God! You're he, like, well, Steve's in the B class. So Forty I have to. something years old, finally getting, <laughs> dude, finally <laughs> not a C bagger. Hey, He's was, finally. I didn't know this. No, I'm so proud of you. Twenty five years in C class, finally moving it up. Made somebody, finally listen, moving it up. made somebody mad on that, Twitter. They're like. Oh, God, I got to find it. We only got a couple minutes. Let me find no, it. No, just tell us. I don't remember what he said. He was so pissed off. I think I screenshot. That you moved up? That I might be moving up. It's like, it's not, am I, is it fair that I'm moving up, basically? What do you, hang on, you guys talk for a second. Let me find it. How does it, how does five years in the How does class. not, how does moving up a class not fair? I don't understand that. Well, people are dumb? Yeah. I, that's, <laughs> like, Oh, you, you're too fast for your class, and you're going to move, move up. That's not fair. I have been ra- ragging him for years because he's been a sea bagger. And, yeah. Okay, here's, this guy says, so some guys work their balls off to make the B class, and we're just going give to give a pass to SoCal Jamie? Have you at least won a few C class races, like six in your life? I was like, uh, what I, and Chase, our buddy Chase said, it's World Vets and a shit show. Does anybody really care? This guy says, probably not the people at World Vets, but the people who really race and give AF about how the sport works. We work for our plate color. Where what you, is he talking about? I don't about? know. Like, where do you get a plate color for a B class? Like, well, 40, the 40 the, plus the, C class. Hold on. At, at Loretta's, there is a there is a plate color. There's okay. no, once okay. you get and into and the and age and groups. cross so country, there's a plate color. And you have to, in cross country, like maybe you have to earn points to get into the B class. Yeah, but once you get into the vet vet classes right. at Loretta's, there's no there's no division anyways. Oh, yeah. It's all yeah, open. I don't know. I thought it was really weird, but I, weird. But I said, uh, like I was like I asked about the plate color, and I was, I said mine has been C class for a long time. Me moving to the B class and getting smoked won't affect anyone's plate colors. 
Oh, I, that's that's the most confusing thing. I'm, I thought so too. Man. That right there is more reasons like, why I'm glad I'm not on Twitter. Op- it should have been the opposite, right? Like, yeah. Oh, you're gonna r- drop down to the C class? Like, I, I was super weirded out by it. That. Has to be like like a like a cross country or off road. Isn't right? the Maybe. whole thing at the vet nationals wasn't the big deal? Like last two years, is that everybody was dropping down and sandbagging oh, every the, year. Every yeah. year, they all sandbagged. So then, yeah, I don't know what this. I was the only one that didn't sandbag because I stayed in my C class. Now I'm moving up. I have to move up if I want to race Steve, so I'm moving up. So is Steve now racing because you're racing now? Is no, that- I think he was. He well, he hasn't said for sure he's even racing, but he was considering racing the whole time. Galdi's coming down. It's gonna be a big. That's big. I wish I could go. Like when I found out that you were gonna be like like racing Steve, and then uh, our buddy JT Cooley was is talking about going. Yeah, I was like, I'm going, and then I looked at my schedule, and I'm gonna be at work. So, Stupid. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be back with Justin Cooper. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. All right, our first guest of the night is going to be brought to you tonight by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. Products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more. It's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. Tonight, Works Connections brings us... From Team USA and Star Racing Yamaha, Mr. Justin Cooper. What's up, Coop? How are you? Doing good, man. How are you? How are you feeling after uh, you got two races to go, man? Yeah, it's uh, it's gone by pretty quick. So, with uh, sitting out the Supercross, 
yeah, it's uh, it's been like trying to progress the whole time, and now all of a sudden we're at the end of the season. So it's it's been good. It's been a little bit up and down, but um, yeah, I think we're figuring it out is here the, lately. So that's uh, been been good. Is the foot bothering you at all anymore? Even like during recovery, do you notice it, or you feel like you're a hundred percent? I definitely notice it. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it like hinders me at all riding like riding it's all it's all good but yeah it definitely gets sore on me so um, it's uh it's oh go ahead sorry go ahead yeah that, go ahead yeah i was just wondering because like i was hearing rumors a while back that like it was still really bothering you and then all of a sudden you started like getting back up to the front it's funny even i was gonna say back up to the front but your your results really overall haven't been as bad as maybe the media sort of portrayed like your results have been pretty damn good consistent and you know as you've gotten better but i was wondering midway through the season if you were still being affected by it yeah no it's uh it's definitely getting better but i i definitely feel it um more after i ride uh during during the racing and everything it, it's it's all taped up and it's it doesn't bother me at all so that's definitely not an excuse i think it was a little bit um maybe mess with my confidence a little bit in the mm. beginning of the year, but yeah, I mean, we're at the point now I can't, <laughs> I can't sit there and sulk on the, on the injury. I got to move forward on it. So, well, yeah, you've been doing that. You've been riding really well. A, a second ago, you mentioned like missing Supercross and how that kind of like made like the outdoors go by kind of quick in 23 next year. I th- as of now, I believe that's the plan, right? To miss, to not race Supercross again. Is that something that you're like kind of looking forward to having that time off or are you, kind of bummed that it worked out that way yeah i'm kind of bummed on it um it's not official yet but i mean i think there's a chance i could be on i could race the whole series with star if everything you know works out but um yeah nothing official there yet but yeah the focus is really on you know motocross for next year so yeah that's really all i have like and written down permanently, but um, yeah. Other than that, I, I'll probably ride the 450 quite some bit on Supercross this year and kind of feel it out. And you know, I think things will take off from there. Good to hear. Yeah, Justin. So I, I wondered if you could give us kind of like a percentage pie of how much the your results have been motivated by trying to make the donations teams the last couple of rounds. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a help, but um, it's kind of like you have that, and I kind of want to, you know, obviously want to do good myself. So right. it's like, uh, you know, it's they they're they're both helping the same goal to to be better and to be upfront, and I think that's definitely, you know, has been a factor in that. But I would say more just myself wanting to be up there. Yeah, that's the number one importance. I think it's getting back to your true form. Yeah, because, I mean, we're down to the end now and um, really would like a win before the end of the season. So we have two races left to do that. And, uh, yeah, so I've just been, you know, trying to progress myself and with the time I have because once this is over, it's uh, I don't know really what's going to be next as far as racing. Right, yeah. So with the with all that motocross the nation talk and I don't know if we call it stress, but you know trying to get on the team, is that going to change your 
Like, are you, are you going to be able to say, okay, I'm done with that. Don't have to think about that. That's going to happen. And now you can focus more on racing or are you like, does it change anything for you on a day to day? No, I think it's just, uh, I think it's just helped the motivation like gotcha. being in the talk for the donations. And, um, it's just helped. I think my preparation for each race, it's, it's made me want to be better each day and, uh, yeah, nothing's changing. It's not like, oh, I'm on the, the donations team and now I'll go out and I'll be good with getting seventh. Like, yeah, right, right. I still, I still want to win. And I mean, nothing's going to change there. So uh, it's just uh, an added bonus. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, I'm almost positive you called, you were on the phone when I was in studio with Pulp because uh, we talked about the poss- possibility of you being on Team MXDN, Team USA. And I asked you if you were like, frustrated upset if it bothered you that we had kind of written you off right like they were just talking about um christian and and yeah yeah barsha but i mean but you weren't really in the you weren't really in the conversation any really we'd kind of written you off and if that bothered you and you said it did a little bit but like was that something that was like a motivating factor and were you like this is bs yeah honestly (laughs) 100 percent, it was yeah i like Like, i was i was pretty pissed off like it didn't make any sense to me and um yeah it's it's pretty easy or it's pretty crazy how easy it is for like people to forget yep so yeah i was i was pissed off for sure yeah i had heard that you were still having some foot issues right that's that's you know and you never know about the rumors but so i was kind of like well if his if his foot's really bothering him then yeah i don't know if he should be the guy picked but once you started showing what you had and then that night you said, no, it's not really not bothering you that much anymore. And you, I think, you know, you just had a really great result the weekend before. So I was like, okay, I I'm sort of shifting my, my thoughts towards that. Like, I feel like you deserve it because you'd been on the 250 already. If you were capable of putting those kind of results in and you've proven that you can. So, but, but I have to admit to some degree, I'd written you off a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, uh, the thoughts go through my mind as well. It, it just felt like something was happening each weekend, like mm-hmm. out of my control almost. And it was getting super frustrating. And, and yeah, obviously, um, those two weekends went really good for me. I won a moto yep. big race. And then, yeah, this last weekend actually was sick. Uh, after Unadilla, I was sick all week. I didn't, I didn't train at all. I didn't ride and leave the house. So Oh, wow. This weekend was, I almost didn't race. It was like on race day, we, I kind of went out on practice and was like feeling it out. And I like, I guess I almost pulled the plug. I almost didn't race, but uh, I was there and I yeah. <laughs> might as well, you know. There's been a lot of guys like that. Like this year, there's been, I, I don't know if it's because like the idea of sickness, I put air quotes up, is in our brain because of the whole COVID thing. But it seems like we have a lot of riders who are, under the weather this year during the outdoor season, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, it was, uh, it caught me off guard. And yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to leave the house all week. So it was, uh, it was pretty bad. I guess I started feeling better Friday, but, um, yeah, I just didn't have much energy on Saturday. Yeah. And it was just hard for me to, you know, have intensity. I just felt like so, Felt like a noodle on the bike, to be honest. That's what I tell my wife. I just tell her I'm sick because I don't want to do anything. I want to sit around <laughs> and watch TV. That's good. <laughs> uh, Justin, I want to ask you one more thing about, well, maybe a couple more about Team USA. But being on the same team as Christian Craig, who is 
the guy that we kind of thought was going to get it once Barsha bowed out. It was between the two of you. Did have you guys talked about it all? You know, what's the what's the feeling between you two in the truck? Was there any tension? Um, no, it was a little bit uh, weird because yeah, we are the only two guys that really were going to do it. Yeah, and uh, it was it was a little bit weird when we were both riding two fifties. <laughs> okay, we were both like trying to you know show that we we were better and. It was uh, it was kind of like a mutual agreement. Whoever was going better was going to do it. I think uh, we both want what's best for the team. So everyone knows. I think we're all going for the win this year and nothing else. And that was important to uh, send the best guy. And I guess uh, yeah, I've been clicking the last few. I would say, you know, last month or so. And you know, everything's coming back to me. So. I'm feeling good for it. I feel like I'll get stronger as it comes. Yeah, that's good. because, And I think if anybody will take the time to remember the last time you rode for Team USA, although you had the crash, right? But you were, like, you had so much heart. You rode your butt off with, with being banged up. You killed it on uh, qualifying day. Like, there's no doubt that you could go to Red Bud and get some really high scores for us. And, and again, just you having the injury and being away for a little bit, everybody forgets, like you said, they forget what you're capable of. And uh, I think you're going to show us what you got, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's only, it's it's right around the corner. Yeah. It's like a month away. Yeah. It's, like a, yeah. it's crazy. A month, a month, it feels like it's so much longer away with these last two yep. still in the way, but yeah, it'll be uh good. We'll use these as next two races as some good preparation for it. Fantastic. Yeah, Justin, so, you know, we kind of already talked a little bit about the adversity you've gone through and the journey to get back on top. And I just kind of wanted you to take us through those moments at Washougal and Unadilla where you got those second moto wins. Just kind of, kind of, I've got the picture here up of you holding the champagne bottle and spraying it over the fans and everything. Just kind of take us through that moment of, and after that journey of trying to get back to that point. Yeah, I mean, it was always... So, yeah, we started off the year. I went like 11, 13. Uh, I was struggling really bad with the bike, and it was just, uh, it was first race back. So it really caught me off guard, and I was kind of panicking for a second. But luckily, we got back on the podium the next weekend, and, you know, I was kind of able to chill out a little bit. And um, from there, it was just kind of up and down. And I felt like I was close to the front guys, and then. There would be a race where I feel like I was way off. And then I watched Shugel. I had that, uh, yeah, I just got out front and everything felt like super easy compared to the other races. And I almost felt like it was easier than the first moto when I got fourth. And that was, uh, that was kind of a breakthrough for me. And it, it kind of, I remembered the feeling of, you know, riding that way and, and winning races again. So, um, that obviously carried right over to Unadilla. Uh, I really do believe I should have went one, one there mm-hmm. without that crash. I think, I think I would have, and I guess felt so good, uh, again there. And, um, yeah, this last week, uh, was a bummer to get sick, but, uh, we're trying to get, get recovered from that. But yeah, like you said, it was, it was hard to get back from the injury. It was a lot of time watching on the couch and, and wondering, you know, where I stood again. So, um, 
I would I would like more races. There was, there hasn't been enough for me yet. Yeah. Even though it's there's already been ten rounds, it feels like it's it's gone by so fast, and I feel like I still have a lot to prove. So that means that every off season race you're going to be in, we're going to see you <laughs> lined up everywhere. I mean, I hope any any <laughs> opportunity I get, I'm going. <laughs> you come to the pro sure. challenge. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get you down here, here to Tyler, Swan, Texas. Pro and... challenge. They got a thirty thousand dollar purse. I mean, yeah. there's some money. <laughs> Where is that at? In Texas, in East Texas, at Swan. They have uh, every year. They have the pro challenge, and it has yeah. a pretty good sized purse. Yeah, oh, you'd go one 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 for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> I don't know. You think you can beat Brownie? Yeah, Brownie shows I, up. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle Cunningham, my yeah. Alessia sometimes shows up. Yeah, he's, yeah. I think I think you got it covered. If you want to come out and make a few extra bucks. Yeah, if I don't do Supercross, I don't. I think I'll be all over the map honestly oh that'd that's cool. great that actually yeah. that'd be a lot of fun to see someone of your caliper being able to go to races and and kind of like what cooper webb's doing now right and just kind of showing up at yeah. these random places and yeah, racing that, yeah. that is awesome yeah um justin i want to ask you about like when you're recoming back from a injury and trying to get it back how difficult is it to test to actually figure out things with the bike because you're not at your best and there's physical things that might be impeding figuring out what the bike is doing. Is that even an issue or, or not so much? Yeah, I think that's what we kind of saw at the beginning of the year with me. Um, I wasn't up to my full hundred percent speed and I was kind of just, uh, I was riding in a different way. So the bike reacts differently. And mm-hmm. You really, you really need to be a hundred percent like strong and confident to ride the bike the way it needs to be ridden. If that's how you like, you know, if it's set up for how it was, um, in 2021 when I was winning races, that's, you know, I was, I was strong, confident then. And yeah, coming into this season, I wasn't, you know, in tip top shape by any means. So it, uh, it threw off the, the testing big time and we kind of had to figure out a new setup and, um, it's honestly been a work in progress all the way up until uh, these last couple of races. And even now we're, we're trying to fix some little stuff that um, I'm struggling with. So we're always trying to be better, just not trying to make any big changes at, at the moment. Yeah. Don't want to go the wrong way. So I hear all the time. I hear, I hear people in the industry that are like journalists or whatever. Hey, well he won on this bike and so and so. Why didn't he just go back to those settings? But you I've never heard it put that way where you have to be at your top form to ride that setting to its best that's that's really interesting. That's that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's like I mean, if someone hops on my bike and is the same weight and everything, it's it's not gonna work good for them if they're going slow. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So I would yeah I would suck it, on a star Yamaha. Yeah, yeah. Because I only ride slow. <laughs> uh Jay Coop, I got two more quick questions for you. One, obviously I'm friends with Mathis. You guys had a little uh back and forth on social media recently and there's a lot of people wondering like if you were really mad because I know Mohead Mohead was pretty upset. He went he went after Steve a little bit I didn't feel like your. I took your. I think it was on Twitter, maybe at Instagram. I can't remember, but I, I felt like you were just kind of giving him crap, playing with him a little bit. But were were you legitimately upset with his, uh, you know, his thoughts on you for Team USA? Yeah, I, I was, but <laughs> okay. I, I didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah, but yeah, I was. He was saying he's definitely like 100 percent for Craig. 
yep. on getting picked. So I was pissed off. Um, yeah, it was after Unadilla, and I think he said, like, what happened in Moto 1? And I, yes. I had, like, crashed yep. in the lead. Which, yeah, but going back, this the day I should have went, I think, 1-1. Yeah. And, yeah, the second moto, I had, like, a 15-second lead, and he still was, like, yeah, like, that was an impressive. So I was it's like, what is this guy talking Like, is he even watching the race? I was, <laughs> like, I was seeing red at that point. I was, okay. like, That's I just won, I won the moto by 15 seconds, and he's saying, like, yeah, he's not that good. Yeah, I think I remember him saying, like, well, you can't crash it. MXDN, and that was kind of what I think that was Morris' point. Well, he crashed, and he's crashed a few times this year. You can't crash, but everybody crashes here and there, right? You just it happens. We're some you all we're all going to crash at some point. Yeah, I mean the track wasn't prepped good. It right, was pretty right. hard packed yeah. underneath. Yeah. So when you're, so I have a question, question. One of the other things that just that also talked about starts at the MXDN, where you have to work your way through the pack because you're going to wind up eating roost from 450s. It's just it is what it is, right? On on the starting yeah. line. So and you have some guys that have, let's say, your level of speed because you are exceedingly faster than most everybody in the field, but. And a lot of times, so it was like Tomac. We'll use him as an example. He got stuck behind guys that he can beat a lot of times this weekend. What mindset has to be there for you to be able to, like, get up to somebody, catch them, and drop them early versus being stuck behind them and eating roost for 20 minutes? You really just have to have the passing spots uh, picked out. Early. Um, yeah, I mean, it. It's it's definitely hard. Like Bud's Creek is one of those tracks that's like pretty follow leader. Like it's it's pretty hard to get oh, around okay. some people sometimes. Yeah, I figured that out in Moto One. I had came from <laughs> came from dead last to uh, yeah, like the top ten, and it was it was hard. Like just trying to set guys up, and you know you you'd get stuck behind them for like two or three turns in some of the sections. So um, it was sometimes you had to wait for it and, and strike where you knew you could get them. And, uh, you really just have to have at least one spot around the track where you can, you know, get really close to someone and, and strike where, you know, you can get them. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind that makes sense. Kind of what I, he didn't look like he had too much intensity. The second mode, I don't know what was going on, but well, um, Scott, yeah, Scotty he, here, he said that he thought that maybe he expected him to himself to be able to, I'll pace him for a minute and then drop him. But if, like, what you say is true, the track starts going away, starts to get one line, that well, gets harder and harder. I think a big part of that was Eli was running the scoop, and he was, I think it was a lot harder for him on that track with all the off-cameras to, to, he d- to he make, denied cut that, in. Though. Yeah, I know he denied it. To get it. up to someone, too. Yeah, I know he denied it, but I still – I think he wasn't able to cut under and do some of the things that some of the other guys – that he needed to do to make the passes on that type of track. And, right. Yeah, that's that's what I think, but I haven't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I rode the scoop in practice, and it was it was not the move. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was already it was already hard packed after first practice. So oh, okay. Yeah, that's I what I heard. Only, I can only imagine how it felt in the second moto for him. But. Yeah, four fifty second moto, the track was <laughs> yeah. probably gone away. <laughs> yeah, we got two more for you, Jay Coop. Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of just wanted you to compare the pace of the class to years uh, in the to years prior. Everyone's just getting a little bit, um, a little bit better. I think um, everyone's learning how to do the full thirty-five minute motos and and suffer through it a little bit. But 
it's uh it's pretty similar there's a lot of good guys right now so uh i think everyone's just it's definitely higher higher pace this year i don't know if that's due to the track prep or if it's due to um i think if the tracks were like really deep it would it would slow it down a little bit and there wouldn't be as uh you know high speed and intense it would be more like methodical and technical and stuff like that right but yeah what i think with the the way the tracks have been lately it's pretty it's pretty wide open so it, it brings some intense racing for sure all right last question i have for you i feel like i've talked to you about this at some of the races but you have a, a bit of an image with the fans where they're like oh i just you know justin cooper doesn't seem like he's ever happy you know you, you don't you're just not you don't talk a lot right you're not you don't seem very comfortable expressing yourself with the fans or the media that you kind of seem like you're just all business do you enjoy doing these interviews or if you had the choice would you just not do them are you kind of a, a recluse a little bit i like i like to do them like pretty often uh-huh. just to like yeah cuz i don't get to talk a lot at the races usually and it's so I put so much pressure on myself at the races and I think that's why I come off that way. And it's, it's very easy to get in the zone and, and, and just worry about what's at stake for that day. Yeah. Well, you're welcome and, on here every week. <laughs> yeah. If you, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more than welcome to do a bunch for sure. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think, uh, just it's, it's easy to settle down after the races and like, but, you know, during the day, it's it's so hectic and, you know, there's so much going on that you just want to be your best self. And I feel like that's what, you know, secludes every every rider from, from really doing too much. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I always kind of have your back when people, you know, I, I get in the chat rooms or whatever during the races. I'm like, no, man, like if you get a chance to actually sit and talk to him, like he's really a personable guy. Same with Eli. Like the few times I've sat and talked to Eli, he'll laugh and he's pretty open about stuff. He just... But he's all business when it comes to race time. Same with you, you know, and I think you guys get a little bit of a bad rap for basically, quote unquote, having no personality when it's it's such a small portion of who you are with the, what the, the public gets to see. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> any if you put some, a fan in our shoes and they got to go do two 35-minute motos, all the practice sessions, all, all the talk with the team. And <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot in the, on a race day and you're not just willing to go out there and go hang out with all the fans. Like you're, you're looking to do your job and that's what you're there for. Exactly. Well, Justin, we're going to let you go, man. I thank you for having some time for us. It's been, really been a lot of fun talking to you and I'm going to take you up. Probably come Supercross If, if you don't race Supercross, if I may hit you up because I'm trying to do some stuff because I'm working for vital now and I'm trying to do like a, uh, post race kind of thing with, or, uh, like a review with riders that maybe aren't at the race kind of, Hey, what'd you see tonight? You know, maybe every once in a while I'll hit you up for that. If you're not racing, that'd be cool. Right. I'll be down man. to do that. What? You got one more Scotty? Yeah. I, he's, he's trying to get j- off, man. He's got, I know, and I'm sorry. Just beautiful. Are you, uh, he needs to get to. I can't remember if you, I can't remember if you're a golfer or not. Oh God, here we go. Uh, I, I try to be, but it's so hot in here in Florida that <laughs> yeah. every time I go out to do it, it's just like, why? You got any tips for dark side? Cause he's uh, doing, he's, oh yes. he's playing his he, first round of golf ever in he, like a couple of days for the MXDN thing. Yeah. They're yeah. Ra- raising he's raising, for raising money for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to raise money for you, man. The Paul Parabinos <laughs> tournament will be my first time to ever play golf. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Are you going to be there? Like I literally went across the street from my house yesterday and hit some golf balls just to see if I could even hit them straight. 
Oh no! <laughs> well, hey, take a shot. Everybody else, struggle. nobody else on my team has ever played. Either. Well, Michael Lindsay's played a couple times, but the other, like Alex Gobert and Nick Steele from Moto Limited over in Australia, none of them have ever played. They're on my team, so it's going to be a shit show no matter what. Oh my god! Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> in for some frustration. No, I, I'm going into it knowing I'm going to suck. So I, I, I just as long as I, the other players might be frustrated. When the ball comes from, you know, <laughs> four, oh, yeah, it, it goes the wrong direction and hits every someone, hole. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward yeah, once, to it. Once you get on a streak of like messing up a few holes in a row, it starts. You start to hit the game real quick. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's his tip right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He's got a bag of forty-eight balls. I told him that wasn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might not be. You need a lot of time. Like it's fun once you get good. I haven't gotten there yet. But right. I've hit a few good balls and it starts to get fun, but it's hard to keep it consistent for sure. Well, Sunday after Paula, come out and have some drinks with us and uh, play some golf. I might, I might have to. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> fun. Sounds fun. It's gonna be a good time. So uh, yeah, well, a lot of the industry will be there. Raise it for USA dot com. Justin Cooper, thanks, man. All right, see All right, you guys. We'll talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. See ya. So, All right, Justin so, Cooper. Did I just need a weekly check in with him. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good interview, man. Yeah, it was. I like it, it. Always is. Yeah, yeah. He was. He really is a good interview. I think, and I feel like. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Nick, Nick, the, Nick is not happy. <laughs> well, why don't you? Uh, why don't you just block Nick right now? Yeah, no, it's been man. entertaining. But no, the, he's always a really good interview. Yeah, it's um, he just. I don't know. I, I've heard like what you said. People say about his his personality. I, I never really get that out of him. Like he's always been personable and talkative and jokes, yeah, yeah. jokes around. And- I think like even if you look at the picture they took for Team USA when they made the announcement, he looks like he is absolutely miserable and pissed off. But is, I mean, it was it was race. I guess it was Saturday. I think it was more Saturday morning. A race he day. From New England area. Uh, New York area, I think. yeah, yeah. That, that's that kind just, of their mo. Yeah, yeah. Just, everybody was talking about it, that he's kind of flat on the chat. And I'm like, that's just that's just the way he's giving yeah, you good but, stuff. It's just it's not going to be like yeah, maybe he's a little monotone. Yeah, but he doesn't like when you talk to him. He doesn't sound to me. He didn't sound annoyed the entire oh. time. He gave great answers, even when he was on pulp. You know, three four weeks ago, like I thought he was good. Now on the podium, sometimes he you know he yeah he just doesn't have a but you know the personality for it maybe or. He's tired or whatever. It reminds me of Nicoletti that everybody loves. The difference uh, is Nicoletti will like say some terrible things about people. Yeah, and he, Justin's a little bit. <laughs> Justin's Nicoletti without the the slit the throat slit gesture. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, let's take a commercial break. We've got a couple minutes. We gotta get Malcolm on. All right. Be right back. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. 
Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys around Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roofs, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. Our next guest of the night, it has been, how many years have we been doing the show, TJ? Six? Yeah. Six years. We finally got him. He's going to be brought to you tonight by Fly Racing. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear lines in 1998. Since 1998, Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Our guest will disagree with that, but that's okay. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and many more. Check out your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing, distributed by WPS, Tonight, Fly Racing brings us from Seven and from Husky, Rockstar Husky, Malcolm Mookie Stewart. We finally got him, TJ. Oh, man. What's up, Malcolm? Yeah, what's up? What's up? Dude, I dude, I asked you, I don't know how many times I've had your number for a couple years at Minneapolis. You're like, yeah, man, I don't really answer texts. Like, call me and leave a voicemail, and then I'll text you back. And I was like, he's blowing me off. But it worked. <laughs> No, that's what I was telling. I was like, dude, if you just call me and leave it, because I'm like, 
nowadays, obviously, with this, you know, everybody's you get these random numbers, you know yeah. how it goes, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. So I said, if you just call me and then leave a voicemail, <laughs> I promise you. I said, then I'll, I could put it all together. That's sure enough. Yeah. That's all you did. And it, I was like, boom, see, it there it worked. is. I, I thought like, that's the opposite of how most people work. Like people are like, don't call me. Just text me. You're like, no, don't text me. Call me. No, I well, it's well, that on top of that too, is like, you have like numbers that you don't know. Sure. And it's all, I'm like, I, I don't ever really save numbers, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, just if you leave a voicemail, I was like, if it's a voicemail, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was like, I read it. I was like, oh, okay, this is my guy. I should have I should, I should have asked you that two years ago. <laughs> I tried to tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Malcolm, dude, uh, not, not the year you wanted outdoors, obviously, recovering from the knee injury. How does the knee feel after a couple rounds back? No, it's it's been going good. Um, of course, like um, you know, Supercross, I did that injury in, at St. Louis, and then obviously reheard it again at Salt Lake City. And you know, we did a little bit more damage than I thought I was. You know, at first I was like, ah, you know, we should be back because originally we were like, oh, we're just going to miss the first four rounds, and you know, we should be fine. And then, um, of course, you did an MRI and stuff and realized there was a little bit more damage than we thought, and the healing process and what we were dealt with. Um, you know, just wasn't going the way we really wanted to so it's been like kind of it was like a long a little bit longer injury than i expect again you know it's one of those curveballs that you didn't really expect and yeah. you're like all right we did a little bit more damage than we thought so but man i got back on the bike and it was i mean i ain't gonna lie it, it just i didn't like i once i got back on the bike i felt like i was like you know obviously happy to be riding and stuff but then at the same time it's like I felt like I missed so much. I felt like it's like hitting a reset button yeah. again, you know, like the whole trying to do the 30 minute motos and like, you just feel like you just lose so much endurance. So it's basically been that just trying to get myself back into shape. And as, and of course, you know, and everybody knows you can never replicate a race. So, um, pretty much for me from May till what we're just saying, August, it's, that's a long time with no gate drops in. And, yeah. um, I'm to be honest, like, I don't know how the hell I got away with um, a whole half of my career with racing. Uh, of course, it's been eight years since I raced outdoors. And I, I really don't know how I got away with some of that stuff, but <laughs> and still be able to perform that good in Supercross. But um, you know, obviously, it's it's definitely changing. You know, things have changed. The game has changed. Everybody's getting better and stuff like that. So you got to be out there with the guys, man. You have to. Uh, it's, it's that's the only way you you need to stay. In. That's the only way I guess I would say being competitive, right? To, to the point. Absolutely. So coming back after all that time off, and then kind of coming back to a whole new bike for outdoor riding, has that affected you at all? Working because we've heard other people have trouble with the new frame and and the new motor and stuff like that. Or coming back, I guess you'd call it fresh after they've already done all the testing. Do you think that helped you or hurt you? Um, <clears throat> I guess I would say uh, I didn't really get too much of a good chance to test, so I've been kind of just running off of everybody <laughs> else. But I mean, of course, you can kind of see that the guys are still struggling a little bit. Um, there's the, obviously there's been some flashes. It's definitely just been an up and down year um, for all our brands, um, obviously the Austria brand, but we're, we're trying the best we can. Of course we, um, it's, it's, let's put it this way. It's getting better and it has gotten a lot better since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, a lot of the ideas and a lot of the, the, the components that we've used in supercross, we're actually using it outdoors. So, which means it's, which is a good thing. That means like it keeps it pretty, pretty standard. So, 
Um, again, I, I definitely didn't really get to do all the testing and stuff. So I'm, it's hard for, I'm kind of testing a little bit at the race, you know, gotcha. because I missed so much, but, um, I had a lot of good teammates, of course, they're all out there doing their, doing their thing. So I'm kind of like, you know, ear, keeping an open ear, like, Hey, did you, how was the weekend? How would you feel <laughs> this and that? But man, once you're out there yourself, it's like, all right, everything that they said doesn't even matter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, like we're out here fending for ourselves at this point. So, um, but it, it, I've actually been enjoying it, man. Like, of course, like these aren't the results that, of course, I want to get. But at the same time, it's it's to me, yeah, I want I want to go out there and, and do the best I can. But I, we're so kind of late in the game. It's like it's hard. You're you're kind of have your back against the wall. It's just really just like getting the gate drops and getting back into it and and just being healthy and, and do the best you can. That's kind of what we kind of trying to finish out these these last couple of races is just uh not really trying to set too much of a tone it's just really just have the gate drops and have fun man like that's that's what it really comes down to and then next year when we do outdoors we'll have um, obviously hopefully there's we have a great you know supercross season going in 2023 and and then fresh going into correctly outdoors and i, I feel that i'll be right back up there it's exciting to hear you look forward to <laughs> yeah. outdoors i'm just saying yeah, it's yeah. exciting yeah no, it did. It's it's. I I say one thing that's cool about it. At least the day's done early. You know. Yeah, true. That's right. <laughs> you know, I can actually. I've actually caught every flight home so far. So <laughs> it's not that, midnight. That's nice. You know. Yeah. Um. I get in a way it's nice, but it's, in the way it's not nice because that means I'm not in the winter circle, right? So. <laughs> true. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. Honestly, it's it's cool just to have a different vibe and and it's it's nice man it's just nice to be back out and i think i'm just more happy just to be back racing in general i can hear um, it yeah i hear it yeah like it's it's not even well if it's indoor outdoor <laughs> it doesn't even matter it's just the having the gate drops and 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 obviously of course like you're seeing guys that you haven't seen since supercross and we're all you know like again like everybody's friends before the gate you know before the gate drops but it's more of just you know being around guys that you've been around all from january to may so it's just a kind of i guess i say it more like uh i'm joining back in the family reunion yeah uh, i may be hitting you i may be hitting you up for some notes on the the husky stuff we're gonna be teammates here in a couple of weeks i'm, br- <laughs> I'm picking deal. up a 350 after paul i'm bringing it back home to texas so all right yeah so i'm gonna have to get some notes from you <laughs> we'll, we'll get it out then of course you know my teammate shined out this last past weekend with the husky so yeah like i said we're the bike's getting better we're getting better the whole team's getting better um all the all the brands are getting better so absolutely uh again it's it's it of course we started off you know and and that's that's part of it you know new bikes and stuff like that there's always a little bit of a a rocky ridge that you go on but it doesn't take much. And we have, I'm glad that we have Dungey out there. He's obviously a fellow past champion, so he knows what he's doing. So that's obviously helping a lot for us as well. So um, it's, it's good data for us, period. So when you were off the bike, did you get um, any, like, fishing tournaments in? How'd, how'd that go? I, you know, I was actually – I didn't do any fishing tournaments. I thought about doing one, but – Man, what? like I said, I, I was kind of put in a situation where I, I couldn't really do too much. But um, again, like I said, we, we had a little bit a little bit longer process than we did. But I, I, I mean, I, I was enjoying it. I guess I would say I, <laughs> it was nice. But at yeah. the same time, it's like 
you know, as a racer, you're, you're just sitting there. You're like, man, I, I know what I should be doing on Saturday. Right. Not, you know, so, um, it bothered me, but I obviously dedicated all my time to watching my teammates and stuff riding. But yeah, I thought about doing some tournaments, man. It, it crossed my mind, but <laughs> I didn't want to get whooped, man. That's my thing. I ain't want, I'm a sore loser when it comes to fishing <laughs> too, you know? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big sore loser. Yeah. I like my cousins, my friends, like, man, I, they, you know, it's like they beat me. Everybody wants to just beat me. I'm like, that's why I don't really try to do tournaments. <laughs> You know, Moogie, so, you know, you've always obviously been known as being easygoing, kind of laid back, and we kind of know that you race simply because you just love riding your dirt bike and love the sport, and I just kind of wanted to know how you kind of compartmentalize taking it serious as your career and your job without kind of ruining your natural love for the sport. Um, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, my background was more like... You know, I like riding, but I didn't care for racing. Right, um, yeah. It was, it was, it was more like I, I, I was dedicated to fishing. I wanted to grow up and be a fisherman. You we, know, I, we I, all I, saw Bubba's World. All, like, we saw videos and Kevin Van Dam. Like those are my idols. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like no disrespect. Like Jeremy McGrath, Dave McGrath. I was like, nah, we, we're going fishing, baby. That's <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> so, um, but something clicked i don't i don't know what it was and i honestly i think it was more just so like just the reality of it i'm like you know i would hate to try to pursue my fishing career and it may not work out i obviously had a lot of natural talent of riding a motorcycle so it was more like my mind just got made up when that was really once i turned like 17 18 um it was like going into my rookie year of racing supercross on uh and i was back uh uh when I was on a Suzuki. Yeah. So, um, I was like, you know what, let's just try to have a good year. I said, I do one year pro, see how it goes. And, you know, I'm still young enough. If I want to turn whatever I want to do, I could do. Right. And I had a really good year and I was like, Oh, it's not too bad. I made a little cash, you know? So I was like, not bad for a little 18 year old. So, but you know, I, I signed a, a two year deal with JDR and I was like, man, this is, this is actually pretty cool. So I, but the moral of the story was you can always go back fishing. You can't ride dirt bikes when you're older, you know, like at that level of being pro. So yeah. Yeah. I just pretty much set aside of, of kind of like, Hey, this is what you want. You can do this, you know, when you're older. And of course I have great parents. Um, my brother was racing. So, and they're always like, Hey, look, dude, like, make all your money in riding motorcycles and you can have, you can buy any bass boat you want. You can yeah. do So I was like, Oh, that doesn't sound too bad. So let's just do it. So, um, and then next, you know, we just kept trucking along, kept getting better and getting better each and every year. And then, you know, here we are you know, 15 years later. <laughs> sounds <laughs> so, like, it sounds um, like you need to get old. Yeah. That's, it was a pretty, pretty simple deal. Just, it wasn't like I grew up and I was like, oh, man, I'm dedicated to fishing. I, and I honestly think it was more of like to do it, you know, obviously because my brother was racing. It was like I was thinking of maybe trying to do something else. You wait, know? wait, you have a brother that races? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just saying uh, it just more because he was obviously racing and stuff. But we're obviously one big racing family. But it, it you know how it is, man, like you feel like you're always like that brother. It's always, every brother has something different. You know, yeah, we grew up to do yeah. two, two different people, but we are two totally different people that do the exact same thing. But, um, yeah. So obviously I just took over it and here we are. That's, um, 
Yeah, that's cool. I was just gonna uh, say, yeah. it, so, it sounds like you need to get a, a a bass tracker sticker on the old jersey and trying to try to get get that bass boat that way. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. We're we're, we're definitely. It's in the works, man. It's in the works. <laughs> that actually be cool. Yeah. Because I know in the amateur ranks, and I don't know if you go or are around much very many amateurs, but like the Bass Pro hats and the Bass Pro stuff is like huge with oh, yeah. the amateur riders. So like, oh yeah, they, they you've got it. you would be the perfect avenue for them to come into our sport and start sponsoring stuff. Well, back when we had the yeah. Freestone National, like everybody, like I remember, like Villapoto and everybody would go over the pond and fish. And yeah, of course, Levi Kitchen's a big fisher, and then Adam and Tyler Entenap are big into fishing. Tyler's yeah. a big fishing guy. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, I love fishing, man. It's yeah. just you know, some and it's I think it's just more of like um, every every athlete has their like go to you know what i mean um mm-hmm. a lot of athletes golf some people fish video games or you know what i mean sure. so uh, we just pick up our own little deal and obviously for me is uh fishing my dad got me into fishing when i was really young so that's kind of what i took over so but yeah i, I love the bass pro shop hat you know? <laughs> that's something about that trucker hat just it just it's nice yeah you know? yeah <laughs> but um of course, I'm sponsored by Abby Garcia, so which is a fishing, you know, rod and reel. So um, that's that's obviously nice. So that opens up a whole other avenue for that could possibly be potential for our sport. So it's again, it's um, it's cool just to have different sponsors, and 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 of course, hopefully, it can grow in, and maybe there'll be something a part of our sport. Yeah. How do you go about getting a non-endemic sponsor like that? That is that somebody you just already had a partnership with some because you fish so much or how did that come about? Um, I think that just kind of carried over. Um, okay. of course I know some of the guys that, you know, fish the major league fishing and stuff like that. So I think it just kind of carried over and maybe it just caught an eye or, um, I, I don't really, don't really know how it really happened. Yeah. It just, did. just Somebody called me and said, Hey, Abby Garcia wants to speak to you. And I like about broke my neck. I was like, what? So I was like, yeah, let's have this conversation. So that's and cool. Here we are. Good so, for you, so man. That's yeah. No, I, I love, I just think in, in all sponsors, I think it's cool just to have, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I just think it's obviously anything that's outside the sport is, is better for our sport period. Yeah, you know, absolutely. that's more avenues. That's more eyes on our sport to grow. it. hundred percent. Uh, I want to ask you about next year. You're locked in with a Husky contract. That has to feel really good to not worry about where you're going to be. Yeah, no, it it, it feels good. It, it, it honestly does. Just me knowing that I could have um, a really good off season going into you know next year, and and it not stressing of course the past my past few year you know deals um, that I've been on since on four fifties. It's been you know, one year deals here and there. And I felt like I got to the point I started riding every brand that, that was, <laughs> that was yeah, available right. at the time. And I was like, man, it, it's hard, man. And, and you're getting these, and it's like, you're getting these calls late. It's not like you're getting them at, you know, in, in July or whatever, yeah, and now. Get, you know, it's, I'm getting them in like November. So it's, you know, November to December. So it's kind of, kind of gets a little harder and it puts a lot of pressure on you, but um, I'm glad that, yeah, obviously Husqvarna saw something in me and, and they gave me and locked me in for two years. And I felt like, and I was just like, man, I just need a shot. Just give me a, just give me a shot where I can have a successful off season. And, you know, here we are, we had a really good off season, uh, last year and, and Supercross went well, you know? So, yep. uh, I definitely think going into next year, um, 
I feel like I, I, I'll even be better. In, in case you didn't know, what Husky saw was you were really, really fast on a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I just, I'm just glad that they saw it. You know, yeah. like I, I just they felt noticed. Like, they noticed. Yeah, I just felt like a lot of teams can overlook that, and that, and that's just you know, every rider has their own moments and stuff. I just felt like I just needed that, and I needed just a little bit more time and a little bit more of that edge, and and of course, training with Alden is, has been great as well. So he lives here in Claremont. I'm home. I get to see my family on the weekends or whatever the weekends that we're not, you know. Uh, off or whatever so it's just nice so uh, again uh, yeah being sometimes being stuck where you don't want to be it can can weigh on you as well you know absolutely all right mookie so we had a, a listener question they wanted to know your favorite and least favorite thing of the baker's program oh, the diet favorite Diet's gotta and be the least favorite um i say oof. <laughs> I think there's a there's a lot of least favorites. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say like I think that like my favorite thing is obviously training with all the guys, the good group of guys. Alan has a, a phenomenal facility, um, I, and I mean that, I think and it's close. It's close to home, so I think that's that's nice. Um, I say the least favorite. Uh, if it's not, day. I was just say, if it's not, my least favorite is probably weigh-in okay. day, the random weigh-in day. I was gonna say, if it's not diet, you're wrong. Yeah, no, it's definitely 100 percent diet. So <laughs> I'd say the random weigh-in day, yeah. kind of have to keep you sharp. So, yeah, uh, yeah, those random weigh-in days are they're a little tough. So I, I think that's <laughs> that, that's the only edge. That, right. I would say that that's kind of bums bums you out. Right, and he's on you too, buddy. I yeah, uh, I've he heard the stories. Oh yeah, Whew. oh yeah. Oh yeah, he, there's so many times where he's he's um, he's uh, texted me and said, uh, "I, I want to see a picture of you on the scale." And he goes, uh, "You know, send a picture of the scale." And he goes, "No, no, I want to see black feet on the scale." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man!" <laughs> so, <laughs> bro, man, it's uh, it's it's funny, but actually, you know, he of course I know Alden uh, whenever he was training with. James, so sure. uh, we had a little bit of a relationship before then and, and stuff like that. So um, for me to come back over there, it, it didn't. It's not like it. It didn't feel weird or anything. We just connected right off the rip. So, but like you know, time whenever my brother was training with him, I was eating powdered donuts and stuff like that. Of course, so yeah, he's like, oh, hey, you ain't gonna get away with that now. I, I got the little brother now. <laughs> so, oh man, but it's it's been going good. It's been going good. So I would say the least favorite is definitely the random weight. Weigh-ins. Okay. All right, I got a couple more questions for you. Actually, one's just a comment. I want to say thank you for not doing Pulp MX last night. Steve said he reached out, but you couldn't do it. And I always try to make sure I get guests that aren't on his show on Monday night so we don't kind of go back to back. And I was like, mm-hmm. watch. I was thinking all morning yesterday, I finally got Malcolm and watch. Steve's going to get him too. Yeah. <laughs> so No, said, I, I, I always say like if, if I'm dedicated to one show, like I, I didn't want to do it back to back. I was yeah. like, that's not right. I, I, I don't ever want to do that. So um, Well, thank you. Well, yeah. And you reached out and I, and, and I feel like – you you've been we've been trying to do this for a while so yeah i'm so no disrespect to steve no steve's the man i I said he first come first serve i'll I'll get you in first and that and that's that's just the way it's yeah steve's great i do a show for steve but thankfully i was i was thankful of that but uh my question is a little while ago you talked about getting back to the races seeing everybody you know the reunion of like the family 
this weekend, uh, one of the family members who maybe you're not so great fond of seeing all the time had a little <laughs> incident. What do you, what do you make of what you've seen or heard from the, uh, Justin Barsha, Dylan Ferrandez? Do you have a point of view on that? I mean, uh, I, 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 you don't have quite to answer. Fair, honestly, um, when I saw the video of it, or when I saw the pictures that Ferrandez posted, you know, it's hard to, it's, of course you didn't really, you can't, you can only just see him getting blown off the track, or whatever. Right, and then right. Barsha posted a video and if it was yesterday or two days ago, whatever, um, you know, they both ran into it. I don't know who originally started before that. So I, I it's, it's of course, but at the same time, man, like it, it's, it's, I already know what it feels like. <laughs> I already know what it feels like to get blown off the motorcycle. So yeah, that's a, that, if you're asking me if I'm surprised, no, not at all. Not okay. even a little bit. I, so, um, but at the same time, it's, I would say if it was only his first time doing it, yeah, he can get a pass. It's, but yeah. it's been going on for a little bit now. Um, and that's why the it DQ is what happened. It is. I mean, of course I got to race the guy, you know? Uh, so, but at the same time, man, I, I, I'm, I'm more say of just hoping Hopefully, Ferrandis isn't hurt, you know, hurt or anything right, like that. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm, Dylan's going to get him back. I mean, <laughs> I, I just feel like he's going to get him back just out of retaliation. It may not, it may be this weekend, maybe yeah. one one, maybe practice. Who knows? But um, when it usually the, the downfall is when a guy does like that, you you want to you're going to set a tone at, at some point. You're not going to let it sit in, in, for a little while. So, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's. It doesn't surprise me if that's what you're asking. No, it I was just, just wondering your thoughts. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We got I, one more for if you. If it happens to me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 already, I mean, I already had it happen once. But, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We were there. You were heated at yeah, Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen again. But sure. if it does, um, we're going to be on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got one more question for you. We'll let you go. All right. All right, Malcolm. So. Excuse me, excuse me. So is it? I can't never get. I, I can't win around You're here. The worst. It's okay. I'm the worst. But hey, so is it? Is it safe to say that your dad is the goat of Moto Dads? He's been doing this for like thirty years. Uh, now. He's been doing it for a while now. Huh? Now I think <laughs> he's been. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, but I also <laughs> feel like. Uh, you know, I, I do feel like the two the, the dad that's probably going to be taking over eventually at some point was going to be jet jets um jet and hunter's dad yeah um because you know of course them two they're young they're still in the 250 class so um i feel like they'll of course they've already been very successful so who knows man it's you never know you never know um, but yeah pops is he's definitely been in the game for a while you know so but he he loves going to the races man yeah. it's, he's a dad what, what, sure you know, at, at that point they're dads you know they're happy their sons are out they had you know one son was you know, had his very successful year now you got the other ones trying to do what his thing is so it's it's he's just a, a happy dad yeah it's, it's is he still cool. just dancing on the sideline when you're when you're coming by no, he. But, hey, I will say one thing. Something <laughs> about his hands just makes you look. I don't know why. <laughs> like I was like he was standing in front of the mechanics area, and I, I, I was looking at him and not even reading my pit board because like <laughs> it was like I don't. I knew what I needed. Long as 
long as he's coming around a corner, uh, I'll come around a corner and, and he's clapping or whatever it needs to be doing. I don't need those pit board. Yeah. I know what those hand signals are. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, he comes. Uh, what the cool thing, too, is like he actually comes to Alden's a lot and uh, helps me um, <clears throat> with just, just being there in general. I, he he comes obviously he comes a lot and stuff like that it helps me it helps RJ and helps Jalik and everybody else but I always tell him I said you ain't just coming up here for for just us he does his little roundabout and there's a massive massive uh, car auction and they also have like a swap meet that's not too far away from Alda's and he does his he does his little scenic route on the way home. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like I said, we are talking about the man that, that is in the old school and stuff like that. Corvettes, so, right? Yes, and I, I will say one of the, and I, I will say as a dad, the, the, I say the most annoying thing that dads that they should never get on is Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Ever since hey, that you has your came mouth. out, <laughs> you it your has mouth. gone insane. Every friend, every every friend that I know that that their parents is Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Oh yeah. They can't let it go. Cannot yep. let it go. <laughs> you watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> I was yeah, on Facebook. I know. I, I bought know. something I'm so off sorry, yesterday. I'm just yeah. telling. I'm TJ's like, on Mark. He's on Marketplace right like, now. My dad's like, they're giving it away. Exactly. I just got to get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because that's the literal conversation I had with my wife yesterday when I went to go buy a trailer. I'm like, did you see how cheap this is? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I literally, my my mom is just like, I, I can't, it, it's, he can't control himself. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, I told you that was the last one, but I really, just real quick, did you get to watch the race back? What did you think of your brother's announcing? No, it's good. Yeah. I think the announcement is always good. He always has that little sense of humor, uh, humor in him. And, uh, of course, when he does his little podcast, you guys can see a little bit of spurts of that. But, yep. yeah, no, it's it's it's. Uh, I think he did a phenomenal job of, uh, of announcing. It, he actually, to be honest, he reminded me of that Grant Langston when he was doing it mm. a lot. You know, they have that little, you know, just their, their ways of, of saying and, and um, talk about riders and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's good having him back. He's getting back involved a little bit. It's good to see his face around. Yeah. So, yep. Malcolm, we're going to let you go, man. We took enough of your time. It's been a pleasure finally getting you on here. Hopefully, it won't be another six years before we do it again. No, no. <laughs> I got the number now, man. All I'll right, tell man. you what you got to do. Yeah, I, I got it figured out. I know the, I know the science behind it now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate right. it, man. Well, thank yep. you guys for having me on. And uh, are you guys going to any races? Any, I'll be at Paula. I'll be at Paula. Nice. Yeah, I work for nice. Vital now. I don't know if you knew that. Probably not. So yeah, I'm full time Vital. So I'll be there. Okay, good deal. Yep. All right. Well, I'll see you guys then. Then. All right, man. Thanks, Mookie. Yeah, appreciate see it. You, buddy. See All right, dude. That was fun. That yeah. was great. So glad we finally got. Yeah, that him. was that was. That's been one of our better ones in a while. Yeah, he was so excited and into it, and like, yeah, that. I think he's that way with why everything. Did, yeah, but I mean, that's that's a great personality, right? Why? Why? It sucks that it took so long to get him on. Sounds like you didn't listen to him. He tried to tell you. No, he, he never told me that until Minneapolis. I, I, I will say that if they, I didn't believe him. If they'd have known the secret code, then maybe they would have found Stu when they were looking for finding <laughs> Stu. <laughs> you got to call him first. You got to call him yeah. a voicemail. Yeah, that was great. Um, okay, commercial break. We we'll back with Jordan Troxel, mechanic for. Ken Roxon. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot, 
Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers. From the Evolution DST to the light race wear to the kinetic lines, they have a gear line to fit your needs. Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. Just ask current riders Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Carson Mumford, and the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. Don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new Zone Pro goggle worn by Justin Brayton, Shane McElrath, Max Anstey, and Joey Sabachi. Again, visit your local shop and support your WPS rep today. Check out flyracing.com for all they offer. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No. No, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like... If you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurnMotorsports.com webpage also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. All right, we are back. We've got another guest coming up. He's going to be brought to you tonight by Racetech, which is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us from Factory Honda, Ken Roxon's mechanic, Jordan Troxel. What's up, Jordan? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Doing good, man. Glad to finally get you on here. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying for a while. Yeah, yeah. You've been busy, though. I mean, you know, there, there is a, a pro pro motocross series going on. You're a little busy. Yeah, yeah. It's the the norm. Uh, seems like uh, the weeks that you have off, um, I don't, and vice right, versa. Right. So glad we uh, finally connected. Yeah, me too, man. Um, so you've been wrenching for Kenny for a few years, but where? How'd you get your start in the industry? I know you went to MMI. And kind of got your foot in the door, I think, with Shay Bentley. Is, is that really what got this got it started? Um, yeah, I did go to MMI. I graduated there uh, January of 2008. Um, it's funny the Shay Bentley story comes in. It was that uh, that Florida Gold Cup series or whatever they run, uh, winter springtime. I was just a, a kid fresh out of school, getting ready to graduate, and uh, I didn't want to, you know, do any dealership stuff. So I started going to those Gold Cup races on the weekend just kind of selling myself for free and ended up running into Shea 
helped some of his kids out for a few weeks or a few months there while I was trying to get some other things sorted. And um, yeah, I just had a couple weekends there in the motorhome with him. Uh, those are some <laughs> some good stories to look back on during that time for sure. Yeah, I would imagine you probably get asked at least once every race. Probably someone comes up to you, hey man, how do I get to do what you get to do? And it really, it comes down to almost you got to work your butt off for free for a while and get get some connections. Yeah, I feel like uh, everybody has a different story, a different path. I, I feel like mine is one of the, I won't say the hardest, but as far as it, it's very linear, as far as, you know, starting from the bottom and, and just going around to those races and, and working on the weekends for free and handing out resumes. And um, those were the days where like Jimmy Dakotas and Justin Barsha were battling each other's amateurs. Yeah. Uh, Ian Treadle was uh, battling AC on 80s. So, I was there at those races, just, you know, handing resumes out and trying to get noticed. And, uh, eventually got in the hands of, um, Ronnie Goodwin's dad in Las Vegas and, um, ended up having a meeting with those guys. I was actually racing pit bikes kind of semi-professionally around that time also. So I was out there for mini moto and met, uh, Ronnie's dad, Ron, and ended up, um, being hired on the spot, ended up staying in Vegas for a couple of weeks. Everybody flew back and, um, man, just kind of started my career right there at that time. Like to me, where you're at now, factory Honda, that's the pinnacle for a mechanic, for the technical side, for the, all the little cool things that you see on the factory Hondas. Like that's the ultimate. Was that your ultimate? Like, was that like, if I could be anywhere, I want to go to factory Honda and you finally got there or were you kind of like, I just want a job anywhere almost. Um, as a kid, yeah, you definitely, I wouldn't necessarily say it was factory Honda, but you definitely looked at, I mean, I came in that, that mid nineties era where MC and Skip Norfolk, the, the, the pairing and, and watching those guys on the TV. So factory Honda definitely had a lure, but I was a Cali kid growing up, obviously a KX 60 and KX 80 was a natural progression. So we had help from Kawasaki dealership. So I kind of always wanted to, you know, just be on a factory team, but you know, if, Fast forward, you know, through a few years of amateur and privateer stuff, I just wanted to get on any team that had a good budget <laughs> sure. and where I could fly to the races and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that kind of goes back to that linear progression thing where I just, you know, never dreamed of being on a team like this. But um, if you just, you know, just go up the ladder step by step and um, whether you call it fortunate or luck or hard work or whatever, found myself here. So. That's, yeah, it's a pretty cool place to be. So the the most interesting thing you said during that whole deal was you were racing pit bikes. <laughs> yeah, your eyes raised a little bit, yeah. TJ. <laughs> so I worked for and did a lot of product design for, um, uh, what's it called, CHP. We had Willie yeah. Browning racing for us. Like, where were you? Were you racing during all that time? Yeah, so I, uh, I moved to Central Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, Orlando actually to go to school like right at the height of uh, Orlando Water Sports Complex, so yeah. 2006. Yeah, um, scene was real big down there. I had a um, back in Virginia, my hometown. I had a track and a big group of friends on the road, and I don't know, kind of as a teenager, you just always have one of those yeah. aspirations. I wanted to be a professional pit bike rider and a professional <laughs> mechanic, and uh, the pit bike scene, like I said, it was it was hot and heavy then, and I just showed up, ran some stock stuff. Uh, started running some races, um, was able to compete with some of the guys like Chris Savage down there, Doug Sullivan rode for Dumpstar. He's actually mm-hmm. probably my best buddy to this day still. Um, 
I remember the, the 156 CHP bike also. Yep. Um, I ended up working at that track, the Orlando Water Sports Complex pit bike track is kind of running the track. And, um, man, that was kind of the heyday of, of life, really, because <laughs> I'd run the, run the track from like four to eight for the kids and pick them up. And then Doug and my buddies would come over and we would just kind of have a private pit bike session on one of the coolest tracks in the country for a few hours every night. Damn. Just under the lights, just doing our thing. So. Dude, but missed. yeah, I ended up um, getting, there was a Swedish team. It was kind of a knockoff. Uh, it was called Pit Pro. Yep. Um, they they brought a couple bikes over and they wanted to get an American rider. They had this um, kid from Sweden, maybe. Uh, we ended up doing like a mini moto series up in New England with them. Um, you know, they kind of supported me there for a year before the whole scene went south. Yeah, and then I missed the pit bike day. I know it's, uh, these guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. No, but that was cool. There yeah, is fun. There's nothing more fun than punting your buddy over a berm <laughs> on a pit bike. That is literally what yeah. dirt bikes are about. I mean, it's fun on a big bike, too, to punt your buddy over a berm. Yeah, but you can do it <laughs> wide open on a pit yeah, bike. Yeah, right. Yeah. I watched the Nitro Circus pit bike championship thing last <laughs> night. That was cool. It's, uh, it's crazy to see, like, 15, almost 20 years later, that there's this resurgence, this second surge of, of the craze, and it's just... Uh, it's awesome to see, but I also kind of laugh and like, you guys are 15 years behind the eight ball. Like this thing <laughs> right. already came and blew up and, and died once. So. Yeah. We traveled the country. We we were, we used to go up to Cooper's all the time and ride there where we did. Like I was, I helped run a lot of that stuff and I was terrible on pit bikes. I was obviously a mechanic during that time <laughs> because I couldn't ride like that, that good. But yeah, not much better than that time in my opinion on racing. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was a good time. I miss it. So, you know, you know, being a, a factory mechanic, especially a guy of, of Kenny's caliber, there's, there's a lot of a lot of pressure on that. And, you know, at, at some point, you essentially kind of, you know, kind of have his life in your hands in a certain way on the way you do working on the bike. So I just kind of want you to talk about the pride you take in your work and, and how serious you take, you know, the intricate details of doing that. Before he answers that, let me tell you something. So the first time I really ever talked to him was Thunder Valley. And the, the reason I went up and talked to him, might have been actually after that, but he, he was polishing his frame on Friday. And I'm telling you, there was planes crashing. That thing was so bright. I have never seen detail, how detailed he was working on thing was unfreaking real um, Yeah, that frame thing. I mean, all of us do that. We, uh, we all have our, our secret sauce and a lot of elbow grease. And... Um, yeah, you just, you know, scrub those things so they shine. But <clears throat> going, you know, kind of back into the deeper part of that, uh, I feel like it's one thing that I've always, you know, held real pride in. And, and I learned from uh, people at a young age. Um, I think I spent spent six months with Naveen at Honda of Houston and around 2011 time. And uh, that was one of the things that he really uh, drove into me is it's always lasted with me and I've always tried to teach it to some of the younger guys that I've tried to mentor throughout the years is that <clears throat> it doesn't really matter what you have going on in your life, whether you're sick or you're stressed or you have an emotional something going on at the house. Every day that you show up to work and you touch that motorcycle, every bolt that you touch, uh, you have someone's life in your hand. And that always kind of really stuck with me. And it's still at the forefront of any and everything I do on, on this motorcycle or anybody's motorcycle period. Um, you know, one mistake in the wrong spot is, you know, some really bad consequences. So it's just, you know, it's always on the forefront of my mind and it's what I try to teach uh, young mechanics coming in or anybody that's kind of half-assing it or, or whatever. It's like, Hey man, there's, 
there's repercussions when things don't go well. And we're all human and we all make mistakes. I think the biggest key is not to make the same one twice. Learn from your errors. But uh, you definitely kind of you have to hold your work to a high standard. And I think if you do that, kind of the rest should follow type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, obviously you have like you just talked about all those things. And so at some point that has like you can only do so much of from what the company that you work for gives you. So kind of kind of talk about like how much factory Honda kind of holds that same regard and like the, the, op, the things that they give and the tools and stuff that they allow you to use to be able to do the things that you need. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's one of the, and I'm probably kind of blind to it and spoiled in the sense that that's one thing uh, really good about a team like Honda or maybe some of these other factories is um, just the resources, the, the reliability, the sustainability that the whole team or the parts package or whatever from Japan um, that we have access to and knowledge and things like that is it's all just, it's superior product across the board. And, um, you know, we, they've, you know, had 20, 30 years of trial and error before I ever showed up to this team. And so they know, you know, what works, what companies they can work with, uh, you know, where their part suppliers come from. Uh, they just have it figured out. And I think that's one of the, the nicest things about being a mechanic is you can kind of trust uh, the process around here, you can trust your seniors, um, things like that, that you're just, you know, there's not a, a guess here as far as um, product goes or anything like that, which, you know, really ties into helping me do my job to give the finished product to a rider. You've had a lot of different riders through the years. You, know, you can talk about Jesse Nelson, Tara Geiger, Cole Seeley, Christian Craig. Uh, and right now, obviously, with Kenny, is there anyone that was – maybe a little more picky than the others that kind of like, or, you know, what? actually I want to rephrase my question. Have there, has there ever been a rider when you're out testing and they want you to change something and you, you say, okay, yeah, I changed it. And then if they say it's good, but you actually didn't change it or, you know, cause you know, it doesn't need to be changed. Um, as far as, you know, trying to trick them on a change, yeah. I've never really done that. Um, sometimes, I would like to, <laughs> but, okay. um, okay. I don't know. There's kind of always that fear that if you, uh, if you change something without their knowledge or understanding and then something goes wrong, then you're kind of at fault. Yeah. So, uh, try to steer away from that, but each rider is different in their own way as, as far as what they're picky about. Some are, you know, picky about tires or levers and others don't care about that. And it's all about suspension and, Others, you know, focus way more on the motor and the delivery or, um, you know, their quirks and nuances on race day and their routine. So it's just kind of to each their own. Um, I think one of my traits or ability is to to learn that person and, and you know, just their cues, their um, personality cues, their mental cues. Try to be able to read them at all times, know when they're high, know when they're low, and uh, just be able to work around each person individually for that. Well, let's stick with that topic for just a second. Obviously, the last couple of years, Ken's been dealing with some things, you know, and from the outside, we don't necessarily know exactly what it is. He's tried to deal with some health issues and, you know, all the things going on. What is your relationship like with Ken? Are you somebody that you guys have a close enough relationship where you can have a little pep talk, have a little just, uh, you know, comforting talk, or do you sort of stay away from that t side and just talk about bike stuff and race stuff only? Man, that's tough. I mean, we I feel like we've done all and everything in between and yeah. more as, as far as conversation goes at times. Um, 
yes, he can be a mystery sometimes with what he has going on. And, uh, you know, I think there's a fine line sometimes where, uh, I have to, you know, be on race day, no matter what he has going on, we still kind of have a job to do and a purpose and why we're there. So there's times where I have to, you know, kind of look him in the eye and say, Hey man, I, I, I know there's some shit going on, but, um, we're here to get a job done. So let's put our head down and do it. And then also there's times where, you know, we have bad days or we know bad days are there and you just kind of got to be supportive also. And, yeah. and, you know, realize that, um, even though the results not there and the struggle and I'm frustrated, maybe the team's frustrated and like, you ultimately have to know that he is also like his frustration underneath the helmet when he's not feeling well or things aren't going great. Um, I don't know. There's kind of that line where you can see it in a person where it's like, this is a time to be stern or like, Hey, this, this guy is just struggling. So he just needs some support right now. Yeah. That makes tons of sense. Yeah, absolutely. So talk, kind of talking about Kenny still did, did it surprise you at all uh, this past weekend that kind of what was considered to be probably the hottest, humidest, most humid conditions that we've had this season? Did it kind of surprise you to see how strong he was at the end of the second moto? Um, honestly, nothing surprises me with him. <laughs> I, did I did I expect it given the last you know six weeks of racing? No, um, but that's what makes Kenny special. Is you just never know, you know, what day, you know, he wants to, to, you know, show up and do that or, or put it down or, or, you know, battle late into that moto. I was super proud of him for it. Even the first moto, I mean, he had to hold off a charge from Dungey in both motos. And, um, it was a wild, the way the overalls were working, we were kind of in a really rough spot right there with, uh, you know, three or four laps to go in the second moto, uh, we had a chance to win it. Or if we got past one more time, we would have got fourth. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, it just, I think the key for all of us is just trying to, to figure that out with him and with the team and the bike and just be able to bring that every weekend. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny to say oh. it, that Dungey was biting rocks and at the end of the moto, that's like, yeah. that sounds like something seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you like being on the road? I, I believe I saw on your Instagram you're in, you're in a relationship. I don't know if you're married or have a girlfriend, but like is is being on the road on the weekends almost every weekend of the year. It seems like is that a difficult thing, or you still enjoy it? Oh, I go back and forth on it. <laughs> okay. um, I I still generally don't mind it as a whole. Um, yeah, I do have a girlfriend. She's great. Uh, she works from home. She actually used to do this. She was a PR uh, chick for KTM. Um, so she did a couple years on the road with me. So she knows how it goes and yeah. the routine and, and the flights and the early mornings and all that stuff. So she's super understanding there, which I'm really grateful for. Um, I don't, I still love racing and I love what I do. So, you know, I enjoy that part of it. However, um, you know, I was able to buy a house a couple of years ago. I have some good group of friends who like to go out on the boat every weekend. So, sometimes it's hard, you know, or, you know, they'll send me videos or pictures and I'll be across the country working 14 hour days and they're just drinking beer on the boat. So (laughs) that part kind of pulls at you and you're like, man, what if I, what if I was normal and I just (laughs) had weekends off and could do this, but I'm not quite there yet. If a position open, like something like Brian Kranz took, would that be ideal? Um, yeah, I'm kind of getting to that point in my career where I I'm starting to consider those things. Look at that stuff. Um, 
still unsure, you know, you know what Kenny's doing with his contract right now. So we're waiting to figure that out. Uh, I think I will certainly be here for him. Okay. If he's, if he's here. Um, if not, I, you know, I'm maybe willing to explore one of those positions. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, you know, Kenny's kind of an anomaly when it comes, especially to the, the way the fans kind of support him. And he's kind of been one of those very prolific guys. Just kind of talk about what that's like seeing him in kind of those moments with the fans. Um, I don't know. It's kind of wild. I guess it's one of those things also in a career as a mechanic, you grow into, you know, the pressures like you spoke about earlier, um, kind of his stardom and, and his, you know, personality and who he is. Um, I would say, you know, one thing I think uh, mechanics at this level of myself and some of the several of the others that work with these guys is just knowing when to say when. And I mean, I get stories every weekend. There's, you know, hundreds of people who are begging me to go in his motorhome to get him to sign something or <laughs> yeah. they give you a sad story. And I, I, I hear them and I understand them. But at the same time, like Ken's there to do a job. It's also he's got his family there. You know, that motorhome that you see that's his house and that's his space. And if I were to walk in that motorhome every 10 minutes and, and bug him to sign something, I wouldn't be around very long. So I think a lot of that's on me to kind of juggle and, and filter out some of that stuff. But when he comes to give his time to fans, he's all in. And then when he wants to go do his thing, he goes and does his thing. So I got to respect that also. Absolutely. I got one more question for you. In my eyes, this is a very uh, obvious answer, but maybe not. Supercross or motocross for you? For me, it's motocross. Okay, I was uh, wrong. A lot of, I was a wrong. Lot of people think different. Um, I think motocross because it's just the root of the sport. It's what I grew up doing. I mean, it's how we all started, really. Supercross is great for the eyes and the glitz and glam and maybe the money, but outdoors, it's twice as twice as hard on the rider. It's twice as much racing. It's twice as work for me. It's <laughs> twice as hard on the bike. It's twice as hard on the team. So to go and go to do one, one on a national, like you, you gotta be a bad dude on yeah. a motorcycle. And I feel like as a mechanic, as a team, you, you gotta be badass too, because that doesn't just happen. We all work for years to be able to get in that position. So for it to come together on outdoor, I think that just means more to me. There's just more work put into it. I love it. It's not the answer I expected. And I, I like that. It was a surprise. So very, all right. I got one personality question. I asked this every once in a while for you, before we let you go, this tells me what kind of person you are. When you hang your, your toilet paper roll, does the toilet paper go towards the back against the wall or does it come over the front? Like it's supposed to. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a front guy. Okay. I feel like, I feel like I argue with my girlfriend all the time, Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I argue just because I always want to put it opposite of however she does it or if I actually prefer it. In the really front. care. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good answer. I enjoyed that. So cool. Jordan, man, thanks for taking some time. I know uh, listeners maybe didn't get to hear at the beginning. You're still at work. You're still building bikes and working till, for another hour or so. So thank you for your time and taking a break to talk to us. Yeah, no worries, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll, I'll see you at Paula. Uh, until then, good luck this weekend. All right. Take care, guys. All right. See you, bud. Bye. That's Jordan Troxel. That was he's, a lot of fun, too, man. He's a masochist. These have been some really good interviews tonight. He's a masochist if he likes moto as a mechanic over <laughs> Supercross. I've done both, and yeah, I, there's no way that I would say. I mean, 
yes, motocross is the heart, and it's all this. But as a mechanic, yeah, you supercross all day long. Yeah. Let's take a, another commercial break because I need to check this audio. There's something going weird with my computer right now. Mm-hmm. That um, never happens. Yeah, and that's well, what I was looking up, dick face. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> I was wondering why you're on your phone so much, but I was going to give you crap. Then I was like, he's probably looking at stuff for the show. Don't forget, if you're still listening, still hanging in here, we're giving away a set of Fly Kinetic Mesh gear. Go on your Instagram, post a picture of you riding or hanging out with your bike, whatever, work on your bike. I don't care. Right Something now. moto related and tag at Moto X Pod Show, tag at Fly Racing, and we'll just pick a winner. Just We want, to, we want your, your friends who maybe don't listen to the show to see you tagging the show and start listening. That's kind of the idea behind it. And we'll, we'll pick. There's no real. Um, I'm not picking any kind of particular picture. Just I don't have any like anything set in my mind. Like I'm looking for this. Just post whatever you want to post. We'll pick a random picture to win a set of fly kinetic mesh gear. We'll be right back. Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old worn out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughingstock of your moto group anymore. Today, the Moto X Pod Show is here with the solution of all your problems. Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. From the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products, and most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com. That's T-O-R-C-1 Racing.com. And be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, we're back from our uh, last commercial break of the night. And our next guest is going to be brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand Goggles has grown into one of the top goggle companies for privateers like Cal Chisholm, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, and many of the top GNCC guys. With multiple lines to choose from, the EKSS, the GOX Flatouts, and the all-new Lucid with Wave Latch Quick Release Systems, you'll be sure to find something that you like in your price range from X-Brand Goggles. Go to your local dealership, ask for X-Brand Distributed through WPS, or you can email me, darksidemx3 at AOL.com, for pricing. Tonight, X-Brand Goggles brings us Derek Rankin, otherwise known as Jericho. What's up, Derek? Not much, dude. Not much. You just uh, hanging out right now? Uh, yeah. You know, I'm over in Carolina. It's about nine thirty p.m. So just uh, yeah. Um, you're uh, at BBMX this year, working for Freddie Norn. How's it going? Uh, it's going really well. Uh, see, just got our first uh, top ten overall this weekend, thanks yeah. to Justin Barsha. So we're uh, <laughs> pretty pumped on it. It took a DQ, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah hey like vin diesel said dude winning's winning that's it man that's it well how is the team doing i mean you know it's it's a new team technically it's a new team new <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. it's a little bit of yeah, a new yeah, yeah. system new old team your new old team 
you, you started the series with with a little less frills than the old team. You know, maybe some smaller canopies, not all the all the not all the extras. Is it going yeah. the way you expected it to? Uh, it is. Uh, I don't know what I expected, so okay. I, don't, I don't know if I have an answer for it. Uh, it's going. It's going well, I believe, for what uh, what my crew is and kind of just how small we've kept it. Uh, I don't think we could really uh, expect a whole lot more than what we're getting. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I I mean, the riders, you know, I believe they're happy. Uh, you know, crew's happy. Like, it's, it's going well. You know, I don't think uh, – I don't think back in uh, – the beginning of outdoors i don't think there was a lot of uh outside people thinking that we would uh be at this point in the season still going strong so i'm uh, i'm happy with it yeah i can't really disagree with you there i think there was probably some doubts you're right so yeah. going yeah. Into, going into the outdoors and going through are this year has been full of all kinds of like shockers and things happening and drama drama and all that kind of stuff so like it was almost like that whole situation didn't stay in the news that long as far as moto news goes. Like it was a, a big deal and then it kind of got overshadowed by the next thing. Have you noticed that in the pits or is it still something that gets brought up regularly? Uh, no, like I don't really get too many questions about that stuff anymore. Uh, obviously at the beginning, just kind of since I wasn't really around for Supercross, once I came back, I, you know, I got, you know, hammered with questions just from industry people and whatnot but i think that's kind of that's fizzled out now that we've uh got this deep in outdoors and we've kind of shown like hey we're here you know like you guys can say what you want and whatever but at the end of the day uh we've been through 10 rounds and done 10 rounds strong and uh you know we just we've tried to be quiet just to let the racing do the talking for us and i think uh we've uh, kind of achieved that so I think everything was Supercross kind of behind us um, as far as, like, having to address all of that uh, crap, basically. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think we kind of turned a page there. Yeah, when all that happened, my son was riding Supercross, and he was pitting behind the— Well, he was showing up at Supercross. Yeah, he was trying to make Supercross. He's, he's trying. <laughs> Anyways, I told him, he's riding KTMs. I said, just go push your bike under their other truck. They'll have they somebody. somebody. <laughs> yeah, they need somebody. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, and uh, just as far as, like, that one weekend, you know, it was a triple crown race, so it was kind of— kind of a weird weekend for i mean obviously nothing like that has ever really happened in the sport so it's just kind of a you know crazy situation to begin with but you know the fact that it was a triple crown definitely didn't help the situation because you know a normal night uh you know i was there so i could have helped out probably and called in a you know a few favors from some friends uh but uh, with it being triple crown you know yeah it had to be a main event guy so right uh yeah, it just didn't work out on that night. But, you know, like I said, uh, here we are, and uh, we're still here. So uh, we're going to move forward. <laughs> right on. Well, speaking of moving forward, I think you have an announcement to make regarding the team. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, we've uh, gotten this far into the season, and uh, we've been with Fly Racing for, I mean, I think Forrest himself has been with Fly Racing for, almost close to 18 years. So 
due to everything, uh, you know, uh, painting out the way it did, we've, uh, been able to make a change and, uh, looking forward to a uh, future right now for these last two rounds. And, uh, hopefully, uh, even longer than that with FXR. So that's a good uh, company. I mean, fly racing sponsors this show and, you know, we're friends with all those guys, but I really feel like FXR, in my opinion, that's like the, the company that I would lean towards if something happened to fly racing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but Alex Ray is kind of the OG FXR Supercross mm-hmm. guy, you know? So, yeah. And that was, uh, that was Spider Energy. So, <laughs> it's kind, <laughs> of a, yeah. kind of a little uh, homecoming for me a little bit. So, I'm pumped on it. Uh, all those guys over there are just sick. Andy's sick. Brad's sick. So, uh, very, uh, very excited about that partnership. Yeah. They very made cool. a big push into the industry coming from like snowmobiles and stuff like that into the, I guess you call it like in, in the motocross supercross. And I was, I, I guess a lot of people were skeptical because they had some crazy colors and designs when they first come in, but it's almost yeah. like they set a tone and everybody else had to catch up. Yeah, I mean, that first year uh, with Alex, so, like, I had never heard of FXR until then, and neither had Alex, and he got that phone call, and he's like, hey, you know, because uh, they were going to pay him a little bit of money, so we're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's that do That didn't it. matter, did it? And uh, <laughs> we, we got that uh, that Realtree set they got. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we were in Tennessee at the time. That was Tennessee, Alex. That wasn't California, Alex. Shit, so. <laughs> we were like, "Oh yeah, let's do this. Is sick, let's go." <laughs> the real tree stuff wouldn't work at Washougal. You'd lose your rider. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mechanics area there's crappy enough already. So, uh. <laughs> well, how how is it? Are you the? Is your title team manager, or do you even really have a title for the team? Uh. My title right now is just uh, do whatever I have to do. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty like it's uh, like right now it's me and Forrest. You know, uh, Forrest is you know obviously still heavily involved being yeah. the team owner, and uh, he's you know he hasn't been at the races, uh, so which is you know kind of not. Uh, not ideal for me just because like I'm still having a wrench and like I'm focused on helping out with sponsors and pretty much everything, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a lot. like pretty much everything. But, uh, like, I mean, it's, uh, it's been good that way though, because it's, it's like I said before, like, I just want to keep a tight group, you know? Right. So can't, uh, can't let it get too big and, uh, you know, before it uh, has a good base. Absolutely. What you got over there, Scotty? You know, so it seems like in the past, um, it's kind of been a little bit monopolized with the gear companies, at least from from my perspective. It seems like it's kind of been a couple of maybe two or three, and then it's kind of hard for other ones to get in. What do you think has kind of changed and allowed companies like FXR to kind of get started and, and grow in this industry? Uh, well, probably my opinion on that would be just uh i feel like privateers right now have a lot more exposure um Mm. and companies like fxr or just one or you know even like these really small companies that are popping up like uh oh 
what's this the Bubba Polly wears? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but like the OGs and stuff like stuff like that. I think just like the exposure that these privateers have right now with like you know all the podcasts and YouTube and all this stuff. I think it just creates a little bit more of a easier entrance for them uh, because you know they're not approaching a top team that is expecting hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know? So I think that helps mostly just uh, how entry level it is like easy for them to get hooked up with a privateer nowadays. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of those companies, even fly, fly and FXR specifically have made a big push with privateers to, to, you know, expand their, not their fan base, but just get their, their gear spread out through more riders and I think that's really been a a marketing kind of a genius marketing platform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can do what fifteen privateers for the same amount that you could do, you know, a top uh, two fifty guy or something. So, right. Uh, I think you know it it makes sense for them if they're a smaller company uh, to just kind of uh, saturate the market a little. How long is is this FXR deal? Is it something you guys kind of set up for? Is it through Supercross too next year? I mean, do you have like a multi year deal? Uh, no, I'm basically right now. I'm just uh, for sure. Like we will do these last two rounds, uh, and then Freddie's had a long uh, relationship with them. Yeah. Uh, so so he'll be uh, doing it for Motocross of Nations, and then I mean. I, you know, it's basically um, just wanting to uh, start a relationship and just kind of show that we're, you know, moving forward. Okay. Uh, so, like, I don't, don't want people to kind of think we're pigeonholed into this, you know, uh, you know, not open to uh, new outside yeah, new different sponsors that have never been associated with this team. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. New ventures. That's, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's shift gears for a minute, man. You and I are into music. Um, what's the best concert you've been to lately? You've been to a few from what I've seen. Uh, Metallica for sure. Uh, Unadilla weekend a couple weeks ago or last weekend, uh, Thursday night before the race. Me and Jesse James from Fly Racing uh, went to Metallica in Buffalo. Wow. Uh, Jealous. Then we drove, yeah, we drove down to uh, the race, did the race weekend, and then after the race, drove to Pittsburgh for a second night of Metallica after Unadilla. So, I mean, doubleheader of Metallica. Uh, it was, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest heavy metal band in the world. So of course, yeah, I've never got to see them, so I'm jealous. I got a that's a bucket list. I'm 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 checking off Iron Maiden in a couple months, and then yeah, yeah Metallica be on there for soon. Yeah, nice. Do you, I, I don't know if you know who Hellfire is? I feel like you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tony uh, Tony Campos, Tony Campos guitar. Yep, yeah. Yep. So if for our YouTube viewers. The new, the new Hellfire album is out. Got it right here in front of us. Just came in today. Reckoning. Tony Campos is the guitar player. He's a Pulp fan and listens to the Moto podcast. And so if you're in the old school metal and Moto, check out Hellfire. It's it's a killer album. All, all three of their albums are just remind me of old school, like 
I don't even know Iron Maiden Testament type stuff. I just old speed metal. Is that an actual well, yeah, record? It, yeah, that's a record. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's just. I mean, they're from the San Francisco area, so yeah. the home of thrash metal. You know, Testament, Exodus, uh, you know, Metallica. That's it. I mean, the the OGs. Yeah, which actually, so. this particular album that I'm holding, I think, is going to be a giveaway because I never got a confirmation that it was coming. I looked, and it's like been three weeks, and I looked, and I didn't see the money taken out of my account, so I texted Tony, and he's like, yeah, they usually send you a confirmation, and I couldn't find it, so I ordered another one, and then today, this one showed up. Okay. So I'm going to have a second album coming, so I'm going to give one of these away to one of our listeners, but we'll figure that out in a couple weeks, but yeah, these Tony's cool, man. He's uh, They're going to be playing Dallas in like a month, so I'm definitely going to go down and see them play. Where are you living now, Jericho? Uh, right now I'm in, uh, Charlotte with, uh, okay. okay. I didn't know yep. if you were back in Oklahoma or yeah. So, okay. I was gonna say if you're in Oklahoma, you got to come down and see Hellfire play here in a few, in a month or so. Yeah. I checked out the tour schedule. I think I want to say he had an Indianapolis show on there maybe, uh, which I think it was kind of off season time. So I'll probably be in Indiana at that time. Okay. So yeah, no, I was definitely gonna try to link up with him and go to a show, uh, I mean, he he came out to Hangtown a couple times, and yeah, I've I've seen him in a few races. He's a cool dude. So. Yeah, I haven't met him yet, but uh, yeah, we're gonna hang out when they play three links in Deep Ellum here in a few months or a month or so. I don't remember six weeks, two months. Who I don't even remember when it is. My schedule's so busy. But well, Jericho, go. man, I appreciate you jumping on, dude. It's always fun to talk to you. I, I'm glad that you're back at the races. Any chance you're going back to Indy, IRL? Uh, no. Okay. Probably not. Okay. No, my, 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 my plan right now is to completely dominate the world of supercross. So that's, uh, that's the, that's my plan I'm sticking to. I like it. I like it. All right, dude. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'll see you at Paula. I'll definitely see you at a bunch of supercross races. Cause I won't be at probably half of them this year, next year. So glad oh, you're yeah. back, dude. Glad you're back. Yeah. No worries. All right. Metal horns up. I'll talk to you soon, dude. All right, boys. See ya. See ya. That's Derek Rankin, Jericho. Metal horns up. Bro. Metal horns. Throw your metal horns up. So, no? do you have a like, like, you have to like ship a phonograph with that thing so you can listen to it? <laughs> You've asked me this before. I have a killer record player in there. <laughs> it, uh, no, it sounds sick. It's it's yeah. awesome. I've been buying lots out. I've kind of been obsessed with albums lately. Which this one's the orange one. The one I ordered yesterday was the hand poured. It's like multicolor. Reminds me of the old Nickelodeon movies. Nick, 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 Nick. Well, I, I don't I don't get the reference, I guess. I, yeah, the VHS tapes were always orange from a Nickelodeon movie. Uh, you could tell them through. I, okay. I think I'm I a 90s kid, bro. I'm a I 90s kid. I think that kid. sounds sort of familiar from my, 80s kids. kids. We, we didn't. Yeah, we had Betamax. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> yes, we did. I don't remember. You don't remember Betamax? I know. We didn't have it. it was, I remember people, like, like it was like not they, a thing. You had to we choose, had, VHS or we Beta. Had VHS. We, we had, had both. I, I remember the Betamax was like a about three quarters the size of a VHS. Yeah. It was like a baby VHS. I know what it is. Yeah. But no, we didn't have that. We were... Be mad like you... We grew up it. in the ghetto. They have it on VHS without Betamax. Yeah. Stupid. Oh, I remember one yeah. of my neighbors had the fancy fast rewinder. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, those things were sick. Oh, that makes me think of like the cassette players. Like I was always mad or jealous of the auto reverse or like when it would flip sides mm-hmm. and you didn't have to actually take it out. Or the automatic rewind, or the ones that you could skip songs on cassette to the to the next song. Like it was smart oh, enough to yeah. know 
I never had that. Uh, I never I, had that. I didn't no. know that was a thing. Yeah, you could hit fast forward and it would stop at the next song. Oh, no, no. Well, I had That was like magic. I had an eight-track player. I, I had I one had of the... One. This was the height of new technology at the time. I had... Because my... my it was a 2000 Chevy, and it had a CD player and a cassette player. Oh, yeah. But the cassette player, you could buy this special cassette thing that had a cord coming out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cord, and I'll plug it into my, my MP3 player. Yep. That thing was so sick. Yeah, yeah. They, would, they would mess up every once in a while. That's how to, I used to have... I didn't have the That's C- how he listens to music in his headphones now. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? I didn't have the CD and cassette player. I had a cassette deck, Yeah, and then the cassette tape. And oh, I'd you plug it into I'd a plug Walkman? it into my Discman. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. Play, and... You just try not to hit any bumps, so it yeah. would skip. <laughs> yeah. Or you could upgrade ding, ding, to the more ding, expensive ding. disc man that had skip proof. Couldn't or... tell if it was part of the song or if you hit a bump <laughs> yeah, on the road. You knew. <laughs> you knew. Yeah. Man, the good old days. I hated cassettes. I, I get so mad. Even like VHS. My I, very I some... first cassette, I remember, I found <laughs> it. Somebody was on my parents' ranch, I guess, had a party, a bunch of kids, yeah. and they had le- dropped a tape, and it was White Snake. And that was my very Which one. I don't know. Did I, have here I go again and in, in the still of the night? I don't, rem- I don't remember. Still of the night is so sick. Here I go again on my own. I don't remember. How I, do you not remember? I was it? like nine. Yeah, you should. Then it couldn't have been that one. Then you would remember because it's so great. Still of the night is so still good. Still the night. But I started playing it and I'm like, what then, is well, this my music? Other one? My other, oh, I can't think now. I can't think of it. But my Tesla. other favorite White Snake song. No. Uh, oh. Not here I go again. Man, no. see, dancing in the rain or singing in the yes, rain. Yeah, yeah. The rain. Crying in the crying rain. Crying in the rain. Yeah, that was it. crying that was in all the rain. Same album. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, one more commercial. Well, one more break. I don't even have any more commercials to put in. <laughs> We're going to take Play one more again. break. And we should be back with Derek Kelly. He has not responded. So maybe we'll be done with the show. I don't know. We'll be right back or we won't. All right, we got him from True Fusion Sports. True Fusion Sports was created out of a necessity of products designed for recovery performance at the highest level with natural anti-inflammatory ingredients like Arnica, Montana flour, and magnesium sulfate. Their soaks and topicals relieve pain, bend injuries, and allow muscles to perform at their highest level. Use code MOTOXPOD10 to save at truefusionsports.com. And guys, I can tell you, as you guys know, I'm training, right, to be in full training God, God, mode to be a full-time professional athlete. And I've been using the crap out of his products, and they work. The soak is awesome. Just got my new one in today, sitting here on the table. I don't know if it's on camera or not. But from True Fusion Sports, it's the Derek Kelly check-in. What's up, DK? Hi, buddy. How's it going? Well, it's going pretty good. I don't know if you realize that we, you and I, have some beef, maybe. Like, this could me, be, he could be, you? like... Yeah, under, like, our jerky beef of the week. Is that what you're saying? It could be the our jerky beef of the week. That's a good call there, Scotty. <laughs> oh yeah, my man. god! <laughs> yeah, did I just get a compliment. No, we had beef. Well, yeah. it depends. I'm hearing that you might be in line to be part of the squad, the Troy Dog Squad, and I thought you were Moto X Pod. I'm. I am Moto X Pod. <laughs> I am Troy Dog Squad. I am everybody's. Everybody's guy. Anybody that'll give you attention, huh? That's how it is. That's that's I'm, I'm, I'm like the neighborhood bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, I love Troy Dog, so and Grant, it's okay. Grant Harlan's on that, yeah. Deal, so so we're okay with it. Yeah, and he was running my Mo- our Moto X Pod show sticker on the back of his helmet. Exactly. So no, it, it's cool. Troy Dog is a cool guy. I don't know what you know about him. He is very passionate about the sport and loves helping out privateers. Yeah, yeah. We just got connected, so I'm. I'm uh, getting to know him, and and uh, yeah, he seems like a really cool dude. So I, I'm excited to be be a part of his little gig and and uh, see what we can do. 
Well, so what is he offering you? What what is the Troy? What is Troy Dog Squad? The squad from Troy Dog. What does that mean for you? I mean, it, it seems like he's he's going to be pumping me and just trying to get me as much exposure as possible, and and I'm just going to be helping promote him and and his gig. So I mean, it, it's definitely in the works right now. I mean, I, I texted him the other day. He sent me a package and had like five or six things with his face on it. I'm like. <laughs> What exactly is the goal here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, sounds, that is like a hundred percent the right the right question for that. Uh, exactly, and and he was just, it was just a funny thing. But yeah. no, it's it's all good, and and we'll we'll try to do as much good for each other as possible. Yeah, he was supposed to send me a package of stuff like six months a year ago, and it hasn't shown up yet. So I guess maybe he and I are not as tight as I thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> but what did show up? Was my True Fusion uh, soak? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we finally got that to you. The, I guess the email didn't didn't end up sending to to my partner so that so that they could ship it out. I guess the with it canceling the last time, your your next order went to their spam folder. So oh, uh, gotcha. Well, yeah, it was no just a mix up. I mean, I just had to suffer for a couple of weeks and muscle pain, but it it went away. It's good for you. Yeah, <laughs> to suffer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, stuff it builds, it builds character. I dig, I dig the stuff. I've been using it a lot. So anyway, True Fusion's doing good stuff. Hey man, we got two races left. Are we going to get this top ten or what? Dude, I am, I'm about at my wits end with with crashing. I mean, <laughs> I, I keep tipping over nearly every moto, multiple times. So it's kind of frustrating. But but I think I think I got it this weekend. Uh, my my trainer Jay Whipple grinded on me today and uh ran me into the ground a bit so i was able to stay off the ground all day with probably 60 laps at Glen Helen. so okay we're doing pretty good yeah because your last four results if i'm not mistaken are 11 12 12 12 like it's two yeah. guys Derek. two freaking guys <laughs> yeah and i'm only a couple of points out of i i tied for 11th and i was two points out of 10th so had i not gotten murdered by a lapper on the last lap i probably would have gotten 10 this this weekend but that's that kind of stuff happens so yeah it does. that's something i gotta figure out position wise and keeping myself in the right place you know absolutely so for a rider like you who's very consistent with results and stuff like that how does what, what is your outlook for this new super motocross series well there's not a lot of info on that i hear that they're supposed to be bumping the pay a little bit, so that that sounds promising. Um, that's a, that's the number know. one thing that privateers <laughs> care about. I don't care where I end up in points, <laughs> more money. Exactly. No, I, I mean I'm I'm here to do as good as I can, and if the pay is good, that that just allows me to do it a little bit longer. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Competition obviously breeds breeds excellence as far as that goes, and AMA hasn't really had too much comp- competition as far as like other series trying to trying to make it happen, you know? So I think it, it kind of opened their eyes that a lot of the riders are trying to jump ship for, for a little bit better pay. Yeah. I think that even goes back as far as to the arena cross series started paying more, started pulling right. riders away from supercross and different stuff. And, um, to, because there was more money to be made there for a guy who could go out and get on the podium at an arena cross or, you know, get, 16th in sure. a 250 Supercross, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so Derek, so when, when I kind of, when we had heard that you were going to be on the show tonight, I kind of 
was thinking about your your year, and when I step back and look at it as as a whole, like I'm so impressed of how solid you've been all year, and uh, I, I just I just think that you've taken a big jump in your career. I just kind of wanted to know what your thoughts on your year have been so far. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to get better every week, and I I think it comes down to I've been able to stay pretty healthy this year, and and I've really changed my outlook on my riding instead of just kind of grinding and doing whatever I'm told, I kind of have stepped back and, and I think about it a lot more and, and I think about what, what I can improve on for myself and not necessarily what somebody's telling me, if that makes sense. Like you always have people that give you advice and you have your trainers that obviously help, but if you're out there just running through the motions, you're, you're not doing as well as if you were out there thinking for yourself, you know? How is the AEO power sports team still, uh, treating you right? Amanda and Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's great. It's a, it's a awesome program. It, it sounds like I'm probably going to be on there next year. That's what I thought. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're still working out the details, but yeah. everybody over there, I love, I love the vibes and the, the team's great. The bike's awesome. And, um, I'm excited to grow with them. Yeah, Jeremy had some good things. I was, I sat or watched a interview that Michael Lindsay did when I was out there in California with Jeremy and yeah, he had some good things to say about you. He really likes you. So, and I think we're going to get Amanda on the show soon. She, she, she doesn't really answer her texts very well, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it done. Hey, it's not just you. Yeah. Jeremy told me that I texted her like three times cause I wanted her on this show and yeah. she never answered. I hit up Jeremy and he goes, yeah, she's not very good at it. And then she did respond, but she asked if she could do it next week and I'll be driving out to Paula next week during this show. And then the week after I'm driving back here. So in a couple of weeks we'll get her on, but Seems like she's been doing a really good job, and I, I like the fact that she's a female. I think it's cool to have more females at in these positions in the industry. It's just cool to see, you know, Courtney Lloyd just got named team manager for Club MX for uh, for World Supercross, and then mm-hmm. um, my mind, why is my mind blanking? Christina Denny is going to be Team USA team one of the team manager for Team USA, and I think it's really cool to to get these the women that are in our sport in some. Uh, higher positions, I guess, that when they're doing really good things, they're they're pretty good at being organized and dealing with that kind of stuff. So I think they they fit in that position well. Definitely, definitely, yeah, they definitely bring a, a different dynamic to it. Yeah, and they have a lot to offer. That if it's all guys, we kind of have our certain ways, and it's good to have a, a different outlook on things sometimes. So yeah, no, it's it's been great, and uh, like I said, a lot of my success has been due to being on AEO and having a a great, um, environment, you know, everybody like, obviously we want results, but it's a, it's a different vibe than, than a lot of other, other things I've been a part of, you know? So yeah, it's really yeah. constructive. Yeah. And I think you and Josh Varese and, um, I guess, uh, who's your other teammate? Is it? It's Austin. Yeah, Austin, Black. Austin Black. That's right. So, but you and you and Joshua have had, I mean, I think a pretty good season, you know, obviously, trying to break in that top 10 is where you guys probably should be and you're getting there, but it's a, a new, relatively new team and you're figuring things out for the, so for the first year, I don't think it's a, it's a big issue, right? I think it's just going to get better. You're going to get more support for KTM. And I see it being a team that grows into something that again, just gets better every year. No, for sure. And I, I see it, it kind of going that way. I mean, look at TLD, how they started out. They've kind of, they started in a similar way with, yeah with being a, a smaller 250 team and, and now they've grown to having three riders and, and full factory support. Yeah. Or even so star or whatever. Yeah. I definitely see it growing 
growing and with Jeremy running it and, and everybody a part of the team being really motivated and and obviously is if we keep getting better results it's it's only going to be better for the team absolutely well Derek we're going to let you go we're going to wrap this thing up I just want to check in with you I wanted to hear what you had to say about Troy Dog I'll let it go for now because because Troy's good people oh you got can one, I, can yeah. I ask one yeah, go ahead Scotty go ahead um I just I just wanted to know what you thought was which track this season outdoors has been the best version of itself um it's my first time at Bud's Creek so I, I honestly really enjoyed it this weekend. I mm-hmm. think that was probably my favorite one so far. But um, we've had great weather all year, so it's hard to complain about any of the tracks. Like, like uh, Unadilla could have been a little bit better with the prep. I think they forgot the water until the morning of. So, uh, I mean, they, they've all been really good. There's not a lot to complain about, and especially if we're racing pro nationals and, and all the tracks get rough. So I, uh, I'm just looking forward to finishing out this year strong with – with good weather, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be good these next couple of weeks. Uh, I really – oh, I thought you had another one. I want to see you get that top 10, man. So I want to be there at Paulo when you get it, but I'd like to see you get it this week too coming up. So uh, well, be- I'm, I'm planning on being being way up there this weekend and, okay. and next weekend. So the next next two tracks I'm really comfortable on. And, and I actually got my first points at Ironman, so I'm, I'm fairly excited to go back to there, and, and I can see myself doing really well. Both rounds. Well, let's get it done. When are you officially part of the squad? Is that this coming weekend? Uh, I think I am now. I, okay. I got the package, and, <laughs> and I'm waiting on an agreement. So I think when I sign that agreement, that will be. He says, I got pictures the, of his face. If the terms are, are up to spec, that'll be the official All right, part well, of the squad, I guess. Just as long as you remember, Moto X Pod Show was there first. I'll always be a part of the Moto X Pod <laughs> Show. You guys <laughs> I'm not. I'm not jumping ship for for anybody. All right, Derek, man. Hey, I appreciate you jumping on here. Anytime I ask, I know you always got a lot going on. But um, good luck this weekend, and I'll see you in Paul in two weeks. Of course, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the the continual support and and uh, hyping me up. So anytime, I love, man, love coming on your show. All right, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, Jamie. See yeah. you. That's Derek Kelly. Um, I know TJ's ready to get out of here, but we got to make one more call. What the. <laughs> Just let's uh, hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. What's happening? What's up, Fast Freddie Norn? Uh, just hanging out, watching uh, Derek's uh, interview with you guys. It's yeah. good. What, what, I like it. what grade would you give him? Like an A or an F? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He was good, man. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I kind of wanted to hear more of Derek. I'm like, let's interview him some more. Wait, but, put him on the spot. You know, it was good. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice to hear my guy, you know, yeah, yeah. do interviews. I mean, he's your guy unless somebody better comes along, though, right? Say what? He's your guy unless somebody better comes along, or is he your guy? Well, he's my guy. I don't know who <laughs> would be better, you know? No, he's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. So I'm, I'm pumped to have Derek, Derek with me. Again, it's been a few years. He left me to go be full factory life. You know, I don't really blame him. The paycheck was better. Uh, but he's back and he's staying in my house. He's staying on, uh, yeah, we, he's very picky. So we got him on three mattresses right now. No, he's not really picky. We've just been <laughs> buying mattresses cause we're building a log cabin oh, uh, cool. for Airbnb eventually. But, uh, so we're, we're, we're letting Derek be a mattress tester right now. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> How is it living with a, a, a professional wrestling maniac and metalhead? 
Yeah, it's it's not bad. He's uh, very respectful. He has his own room. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's good. It's uh, it's fun. He actually we we went on that break and he was wasn't here for a little bit. But no, it's good. We've also had uh, Trey. Um, sorry, Trey, if you watch this, I don't I don't know your last name. He works for uh, Marissa's for Caden Amarine. Um, he's staying here for a couple of days as well. So it's, it's fun. We have a full house. That's cool. That's a lot of fun having some people over at the house. The wife's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Amy, Amy, uh, she loves having people around. So she's, she's, uh, she's more of a people person than I am. So she, <laughs> All right. <laughs> she's like, we better get it set up. So, yeah. uh, no, it's good. It's been fun. Well, Freddie, how do you feel about your outdoor season so far? Um, broke a top 10 finally at Bud's Creek. That's got to feel good. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I feel like that's where I should be uh, this whole year is in, you know, 10th or better. Um, So it felt nice to get it done uh, with a couple rounds left to go. So um, it started out, the first two rounds were pretty good. Uh, We didn't have a whole lot of time on the bike before that. So everyone did a good job, though, and and we, we rode really well. Uh, and then I had some um, had back issues. I still actually have some back issues uh, that's causing nerve problems in my left foot. So I have a foot drop. It's what it's called. So I uh, missed quite a few rounds there. And then uh, I've kind of been racing my, my way into shape again. Um, I started at Millville, uh, and I've been on the bike two days uh, at that point. But, yeah, it's, it's getting better. I'm learning how to adapt with my foot as far as shifting and stuff like that with – we're running some crazy gearing on the bike uh, to accommodate uh, the difficulties of shifting, but it's, it's yeah. going pretty good. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, with the I, I was talking about with Derek. Well, I'm stuttering all over my words here. With Jericho, I was talking about you know being a kind of the first year for the new setup with the team. I know it's a team that's been around technically, but it's a little different, right? A little different system. So, just trying to figure everything out, figure the bikes out, figure out what the new program is. It's not always easy, right? It's not easy to just go right into a professional series when there's been such big changes. Yeah, no, definitely not. I think, uh, but I think Derek's done a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, time when you don't have a whole lot of time, it's 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 uh, uh, it's difficult, and we're we're competing against um, all the factory guys, and they certainly have had a lot more time than we have. So Absolutely, I think. Um, uh, Derek's done a great job. Benny's had some great uh, races as well. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're doing the best we can. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of, uh, of the boys. So it's been uh, good. Good deal. So we have one of our listeners in the live chat on YouTube. Um, the name is Sporting Wood. And he um, he said he tried to buy some of your merch, but it wouldn't ship to Washington for some reason. He said he tried a couple of months ago. Yeah, I... Uh, I saw that comment. Um, if he sent, I'm not sure why it's not working. Um, because I've had you? orders. Um, so if he wants to send me an email to my uh, to NoranMX at gmail dot awesome. and then uh, we'll try to get that sorted for sure. Because I don't want that to happen to him or anyone else. Yeah, so yeah. I need to get that figured out. I didn't even know that was an issue. So I'm glad he brought that up. I'm glad uh, Derek went on the show so I can see that. So yeah, send him an email and we'll, we'll get that figured out. Yeah, we'll get you guys connected. He's a good guy. He's he's a Pulp MX fan and listens to our show. And we we chat back and forth on Monday nights when the Pulp show's on. So he's good people. So yeah. I ch- yep. Nice. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Freddie, are you still an X brand? I am. 
Yeah. X-Brand, uh, that's the longest company I've been with since yeah. I came to America. Um, so I love um, love the, the products, which is awesome. So I'm, I'm pumped to be the uh, racing or riding with them. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you were one of the first guys to wear the Lucid as far as like it was still a prototype, I think. You were testing it, weren't you? Uh, I certainly was pretty early with okay. it. Um, I'm not sure if it was a test goggle or if it was out yet at that point. So I started with it in the Supercross last year, 21. Yeah, Houston so. or something like that. I think I saw you with it. I think I came out and took some pictures of it because it was, I don't think it had been officially released to the public yet at that time. I might be wrong. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Yeah, but it, good stuff. I was so that that goggle was awesome. So I'm, I was I was pumped on the new design and just how it fits in the helmet and everything as well. So it's, yeah, it's I really like it. It's a good goggle. Yeah, I've never been picky on goggles, but the first time I put those on, I was like, okay, I got to switch all of my old X brands out to these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that much better. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 they really are. Yeah, I have a yeah, goggle case no, they're full, awesome. full of the old vision. ones. Yeah. And then they also make those uh, uh, tear-offs that has like a perimeter seal around them, which is yep. really nice, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're doing, you know, racing motos and stuff like that. So keep them, keep it fresh. That's it. Yeah, Freddie, I was just kind of curious of how your music taste and Jericho's lined up. Uh, well, we, we don't really listen to the same type of music, but... Uh, <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm you know, I listen to... I'm flexible, but yeah, no, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll go to, to a concert with him one time. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to work on that, but yeah, yeah. he's taken a couple of his riders to, to concerts that maybe weren't guys. I think he took Bogle and like Bogle, you know, Bogle's a hip hop guy, but I'm pretty sure Bogle went to a concert with him. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah. that that's fun. I, I could, I could see you going. I think I could see you in a mosh pit, Freddie. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Maybe I'll just watch Derek. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can just but, imagine the uh, the wrestling room with death metal uh, blasting. Yeah. It can be kind of intimidating sometimes. Can you imagine like waking up? You got to go in there and wake up Jericho in the morning, and he's probably naked with his <laughs> belt on, his wrestling belt. And, on. Yeah, he's got his wrestling belt on and some Slayer in the in the you know background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm certainly not going to open the door and try to find that out. So, he's like, thanks uh, for the warning. Yeah. You know, if we have to be late to the track because he's, he's sleeping in, you know, I, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, fair I won't enough. take my chances. That's great. Uh, before we let you go, man, two rounds left in the outdoors. What are your goals? What are your expectations for the last two? Uh, I would say to stay, have four motos inside a top ten. So whether that's okay. 10th. Four top or four tenth or better. That's what I want to do. I think that's where I should be. So, uh, starts have been pretty good. Uh, we spent um, uh, some time testing uh, and getting the bike a little bit more dialed. So, I'm I'm pretty confident. You know, well, it's uh, it's it's a very fast class, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, got to get that start. And uh, but I think uh, I think I could do it. Okay. Did you have something else today? Yeah, I was just going to ask him if he had plans for World Supercross or if he's going to stay doing all the nationals in Supercross next year in the U.S. or what is his plans? Um, yeah, so at the moment I do not have World Supercross plans. Um, not that I wouldn't be willing to uh, or interested. Like I would definitely be interested to do that. 
but I don't have those plans at the moment. Uh, we'll do motocross nations uh, for Team Sweden, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I have plans to do Red Bull Strike Rhythm right now, so we'll see how that goes. I have my, my two-stroke I bought from Chad Reed um, last year. Uh, and I had power band just build some supercross set. For oh, that. nice. So, yeah. um, we'll see a little bit how it goes, but I definitely planning on being here doing supercross next year. So awesome. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'll be in America for a long time. I'm pretty much American. I like <laughs> it. I'm Swedish. Yeah. I'll always be Swedish. I love Sweden, but I'm, I love this country too. You, so. you know, heavy metal is big in Sweden. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't like heavy metal being from Sweden. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. I, <laughs> I just never really listened to it. He uh, country. And then I got here and, uh, started listening to country. So uh, I listened to country or, uh, we gotta you know, go, some, we gotta go. <laughs> Christian music or something like that. So I, uh, yeah, the metal metal part has never really stuck to me, but I, I, I'm with you with that. No, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it either. Just these two guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I support Derek. There you go. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Power Band Racing too, a sponsor of the BBMX team and a sponsor of the Moto Xbox show. Power Band Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. They are a WP authorized service center and look forward to serving the Moto Xbox show listeners. So follow them on Instagram and Facebook or email us at MotoXpodShow at gmail.com for more info. Power Band Racing supporting Benny Bloss and Freddie Norton. They can support you too. Freddie, dude, I'm glad you jumped on here for a minute. It was a bit of a surprise, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It certainly was a little surprise. Uh, Didn't plan on it, but it was fun, for sure. So thank you for having me on, and I'd love to come on again. Just uh, let's uh, let's do it. We'll get a schedule, man. Good luck this weekend. Get that top 10, and I'll see you in Paula. All right. Thank you, guys. See you, man. Have a good night. You too. All right, bye. All right. All right, thanks for Freddie Norn jumping on. I want to thank Justin Cooper, Malcolm Stewart, Jordan Troxel, Derek Rankin, Derek Kelly, and Fast Freddie Norn. That's a big show. That's a big show. Yeah. Does Sweden not do a donations team? Yeah, like he just said he was going to oh, do it. Sorry, guys. I was got, if you yeah. look on... If, if you okay, would. I guess we have a new segment. Pulp Mex has... <sighs> I, I was it Marx's new segment? I wasn't listening. Yeah. We also have... I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> some, deep down in the back of my head, I knew not to ask that question. I did anyways. <laughs> This, we're gonna beat him down to he where he's like he won't he won't ask any questions ever. Oh, I'll just be over here peeing myself and like, being quiet. Never tried that dick. <laughs> what? It's a joke. I'm sorry, nothing. Wow. Maybe we ought to cut that kind of, out. What do they? What do they make that one down at the gay bar that oh. you go to? <laughs> Rodney Carrington. Uh, yeah, I never no, really cared for that. That was that. Hillbilly, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Dark Side's listening comedy. to a Mm-mm. guy that plays guitar and tells jokes. With the cowboy I, hat. I've on. listened to some musical comedy before but i can't remember the guy's name that i actually well adam sandler's one but yeah i didn't care for the country stuff he didn't really play a lot of songs just a couple it's kind of what was his whole thing yeah stand up when he he did i I saw him in concert and it was like mostly music and with bits and pieces so specials yeah but there's another guy i can't think of now that would do like a lot of songs anyway it doesn't matter we're gonna wrap this thing up i want to thank a cherubies usa race tech fly racing x-brand goggles works connection Torque One Racing, R Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motorworks, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. Again, guys, some of the, the sponsors that we don't mention all the time, like True Fusion Sports, if you guys are out, you know, if you're doing any kind of athletics and your body gets sore and you're aching, I mean, this stuff's good stuff. They support our show. Hit me up if you don't remember the information. Just hit us up on our email, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. 
We can get you a discount code. It's really good. You're supporting the riders. You're supporting the show. Same with all these other sponsors. Grill your ass off when you're cooking. Our jerky, blood lubricants, the promo. Oh, the, you're saying that there needs to be a segment where they said the Scotty doesn't know segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know how old you are segment. Anyway, guys, I think that's a wrap. Uh, probably two weeks off. I might release something next week on my California, but it won't be like a live show like this. We'll just we'll see what we can do. Appreciate everybody listening. Thank you for supporting us. We're out.